This is the Court Today replay on C103. Hoping we're finding everybody in good form this morning and safe and well and that's what it's all about at the moment isn't it? Keeping ourselves and our loved ones uh, safe. John Paul and Sadie are taking your calls at 1850 You can text our WhatsApp to 086 at 2103103 Already getting uh, calls and texts in to the programme including Billy when I mentioned when I was talking with Simon a few minutes ago about the Late Late Show and the we don't know for Antopity and we wish for Antopity the very best. He's recovering from COVID-19 whether he'll be presenting the Late Late Show on Friday night or not. And we were trying to remember how many f- stand-ins have there been on the Late Late and Billy says, I'm not that old but didn't Frank Hall present the Late Late Show at one stage? He could well have uh, Billy, it sounds like, just like somebody that they would have put into the slot if they needed somebody to uh, fill it. And we've had a call in and we're trying to get clarification on this from a listener in West Cork saying, just wondering if you could put out this question please to your listeners as GPs and surgeries are so busy are routine blood tests, for example, warfarin tests, are they have they been suspended in the West Cork area, or is there anyone carrying out the warfarin tests? And I don't know, is that a monthly test that you have to get done? I know you're going to need to get you need to get the blood test taken, and then they check. And then it's decided how much warfarin you go on as far as I know. It's something like that. But I don't know if that's a monthly test, weekly test, is it? Anyway, let's see. Uh, can anybody tell us West Cork uh, area, are they still doing warfarin tests? Because a lot of the routine issues we know are not being carried out of the GP practices because that's an issue that actually came up a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about people trying to get the forms filled in for their driving licence to get their driving licence renewed. We have the latest actually on that on if you your driving licence is due for renewal or your NCT is due for renewal. We have the very latest on that. We'll bring that to you later on on the programme today. Now, the daily growth in confirmed cases of coronavirus has halved. I think we're all taking a little bit of comfort from this, but hospitals still remain at risk of being swamped by severely ill patients. That's if, that's if a surge cannot be contained. They're still expecting a surge. They're expecting it to happen. It's going to be around the Easter weekend. They're saying between the 10th and the 14th of April. The 10th is Good Friday. So it's going to be that weekend that they're expecting a peak and they're expecting a surge this is what the hospitals are expecting, a surge in seriously ill patients. These are the patients that need to end up on ventilators and that's the figure that I'm closely monitoring every day because that is the figure if we're going to see an increase in people dying from COVID-19, it's going to come from those cases, the people that are seriously ill today could be the patients that we're talking about whose lives have been lost uh, tomorrow. But this warning about severely ill patients and this surge that they're talking about emerged as new figures from the day-to-day rise in people being diagnosed with the killer virus has dropped from 33% and yesterday it was down at 15%. And the Maynooth University professor, Philip Nolan, he's leading the team that's advising the government on the likely spread of the pandemic. They are the ones looking at all of the facts and figures and plotting and graphing and they look at graphs from other countries and they they put what's happening in this country and they look at trends in other countries and it's 
it's sort of very mathematically done, but it's very accurately done as well. They say the 33% rise took place in a scenario where we had no emergency measures in place. We weren't in social distancing at the time. The schools and businesses, their closures hadn't been implemented. So since all of that has been implemented, we've gone from 33% down to 15%. So we can take comfort from that, that what we're doing appears to be working. But the daily percentage rise in cases has been reduced. It's still not enough to ensure that that peak we're talking about for the middle of April, that that peak will be manageable and that the hospitals will be able to cope. That's what we need. We need to have enough intensive care beds. We need to have enough ventilators. And then we can have all the intensive care beds and all of the ventilators. We can swamp the country in them. But if we don't have the staff very specialised staff need to work in those settings. That's why we need to protect our healthcare workers and that's why it was fantastic to see so many people coming from overseas answering Ireland's call. We spoke with that young doctor Paddy Barry yesterday left Australia to come back. We know we've got doctors and nurses coming out of retirement. We have doctors and nurses who had left the medical profession and gone into another field. They're coming back into practice And we will need every single one of them. But we also need to keep them well and make sure that they don't pick up COVID-19 or a family member doesn't pick up COVID-19. That would then mean that they have to step away from their work. Yesterday's figures, we lost eight more people in this country. May they rest uh, in peace. Six of those patients were from the east and it does seem to be the east and the Dublin area seems to be where the highest rise in the cases are and certainly where the highest rises in the deaths are. Another seven to ten days before we have a reliable picture of how all of our collective efforts, what we're doing at the moment in seven to ten days, we'll know absolutely for sure if that is uh, working. And that is the key message that the health experts are trying to get out to people. Keep doing what you're doing and if you suspect that you have the coronavirus. To, you've got to try to make sure that you don't infect anybody else. The Chief Medical Officer, Dr Tony Houlihan, says we're beginning to see encouraging signs in our efforts to flatten the curve. However, he says we can't become complacent. We are still seeing new cases. We're still seeing more intensive care admissions every day. Strategy remains the implementation in public health restrictions. That will interrupt the spread of the virus and it will prevent people from arriving to intensive care in the first place. And when Tony Houlihan was pushed yesterday to say that the very severe restrictions that are in place until Easter Sunday, will it be removed on Easter Sunday? He refused to rule out whether it will be extended or not. 645 people have now been hospitalised and the intensive care number yesterday, that has risen to 88 88 people, bless their hearts, they are the ones that we most need to be sending our prayers and positive thoughts to. And then meanwhile, testing for coronavirus facing further delays. That was after another a number of test centres had to curtail their opening hours in recent days. And we know why that was. It was a shortage of kits. It's also understood there were a number of GPs who were self-isolating. They're either waiting for a result. Some have been waiting for a result for over a week to tell them if they can return to work or not. And there's this backlog waiting on results that's happening and we have the 
the GPs as well. I wonder, is there any way that they can set up a separate testing system for the doctors and the nurses and the GPs and the ambulance drivers and anyone that's in the front line? Uh, Because many of them will be tested because they've come in contact or maybe they have a family member or maybe they're displaying some kind of symptoms but the chances are when you look at 94% of people up to last week who were tested, tested negatively, the chances are that many of those people don't have coronavirus but until they get that test result back they have to self-isolate and it's crazy that they are caught up in the same backlog as everyday members of the public are. It's important that members of the public get their results back as quickly as possible but surely there's got to be a fast track system or a separate way that they test for the frontline services so they don't end up in with the general pub population. I don't know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, I don't know if that is pop, if that is possible or not but I would be thinking they should be going down that route. Now the HSE are distributing more of the test kits today and they're hoping to get as many of them out as possible in the hope that they don't want to have a shutdown again of the test centres in Porky Cueve, the one in Tallis Stadium in Dublin. There's also a big site in Galway because they are kind of the three main testing sites. They're the ones it's important that we keep them open. 38,000 people have been tested for the virus to date. There's about 4,000 waiting an appointment to get the test and the aim is to start doing 5,000 tests a day. The HSE along with other health authorities right across the the world is having to contend with the shortage of testing uh, kits. Uh, you know, the companies, that I, I think they're coming out of China as well. Isn't that where the majority of them are being made? But every single country putting in huge orders to get test kits. So we're not the only country that's falling down on the number of test kits that are available to us. But obviously the consignments that are coming in from China, uh, we know it, all the PPEs, the personal protection equipment, but the there's also a huge number of test kits coming in on those planes as well. And how unfortunate was it yesterday that a plane took off from Dublin Airport and it was a bird strike and it was going to China and to turn around and, and come back. Now, seemingly another plane, I don't know whether it was the same plane, they sorted out that it was OK or another plane went. But you just thought, God, things aren't bad enough without a bird strike for the the planes that are so important that we get these planes over and back from China I think 60 in total Aer Lingus they're sending their biggest planes and all of the pilots and the crew are going as volunteers they're a terrific terrific bunch everybody's answering Ireland's call in in some way which is incredible now the Irish Independent today Alicia Regan has a really good piece where she's writing about the clusters of cases which obviously with any kind of a virus are to be expected but there is a rise in the groups of infection in nursing homes in this country. Now, that's obviously a huge, huge worry because we have 25,000 older vulnerable residents who live in nursing homes in this country. Up last week, we had four of these cluster cases in nursing homes. That's gone up to 22 cases. There's also a, a number of clusters in private homes that has increased also to 22. There's 19 clusters in hospitals and it's all coming down to infection control and even with the highest when the highest standards are follows, followed this transmission 
transmissible virus has shown its ability to find a weakness in even the most stringent of barriers. I know in the in some of the nursing homes were complaining that they were facing a shortage of protective clothing in masks and there was meetings held between the government and Nursing Home Ireland and they're confident that all of that has been sorted out. And I suppose the advantage for private nursing homes, they have a distinct advantage in that they majority if not all have single rooms for a resident so if a resident tests positive they're able to self-isolate in much more difficult in several of the HSE run nursing homes because there are several residents per room in some what are very old buildings and if you've read any of the HICWA reports over the years there's been a huge criticism of the public nursing homes for the lack of privacy for patients and when we need people to self-isolate it might not be possible in some of those older nursing homes and I suppose if any lessons are to be learned from the outbreak of the cluster in private homes it's the need for any member of a household who has symptoms it is the importance to self-isolate and then obviously things like cleaning frequent touching of surfaces like door handles bed rails tabletops, light switches, they should all be cleaned frequently even daily, particularly if you are in isolation. Now the Eilish O'Regan says in the paper that a standard detergent solution can be used for this. Stronger detergents should be used where contamination is more likely than if you know somebody sneezed or coughed on something. A mopping of floors that should also be done with water and a detergent and it's all about keeping our houses as clean as possible and trying to keep all of us as safe as possible. Uh, possible. I'm disappointed to hear this says Home Helps have been told that we won't be given masks uh, today. I was hoping with all the PPE equipment that's coming in from China because there's been a big campaign on behalf of Home Helps to try to get masks many of them are worried about the, you know going from one vulnerable house, one vulnerable patient to another a vulnerable uh, patient so according to this and I'm assuming this is somebody who works as a Home Help they've been told they're not uh, getting uh, masks. Uh, Patricia this is from Breathing in Mill Street. How are people in nursing homes uh, getting the virus? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, you can put every single control in place, but this is a really, really contagious infection. And it just has it's shown its ability to find a weakness, even in the most stringent of barriers. And I know some of the home, some of the nursing homes had a problem that they, they didn't have enough personal protection equipment. And Nursing Homes Ireland, they were went into talks with the Minister for Health and the HSC to try to find some resolution and we're actually hoping tomorrow that Nursing Home Ireland will join us on the programme so we'll try and dig down and and find out more and find out what's been done because if you've got a loved one in a nursing home you can't go and visit them at the moment there's very strict restrictions when it comes to going anywhere near a nursing home and you like to think that they're being cocooned we're talking so much about cocooning in the last few days you like to think that they're safe And it's dreadful to think that there are so many clusters and so many outbreaks of COVID-19 inside in nursing homes. And a West Cork listener, thank you for this, says warfarin testing is happening at all clinics. Okay, so that's for the listener who contacted us who was worried about warfarin uh, testing. So it is going on at all all clinics and that has come in from a West Cork listener. Thank you for that. Declan in... Uh, Newbury says, Patricia, I'm wondering, are all the off-licence closed the same as the pubs? No, the off-licence are open, Dennis, and they are doing a roaring uh, trade. Uh, Hi, Patricia. Is there any allowance for charity shops that are closed until further notice due to COVID-19 outbreaks? Our rent is due to be paid to the landlord in a few days. Oh, goodness. 
Uh, I know there's there's a bit of respite with the rates that you would have been paying at do charity shops pay rates if you do there's been a bit of respite there I haven't heard of anything being put in place but what I would suggest you do is speak to your landlord because so many other businesses are in the very same position I mean if you're not making money you're not going to have money for rent I can't see the landlord isn't exactly going to turf you out because there's nobody else that they can rent the property out to and I know there's been uh, there's been evictions are not allowed to happen I'm assuming that that's for shops as well I would talk to the landlord that's, I would get on to the landlord immediately he or she will know what is going on and it I, I, I can't say what your landlord will do for you but keep the lines of communication going talk to the landlord and that's the same for people living in private and rented accommodation as well and Dennis says Patricia would you give a shout out please to the Cork Sexual Health Centre they've launched a free condom delivery service it's in an effort to keep the spread of sexually transmitted diseases to a minimum as they're currently not offering a screening service uh, during the lockdown so I got Dennis thank you for that Dennis and we got that checked and John Paul got it checked and said yes Cork Sexual Sexual Health Centre have launched free condom delivery initiative as significant restrictions have been put in place on their sexually uh, transmitted infection screening across the country. Now I don't have any details I don't have a phone number I don't know how you contact them imagine if you Google the Cork's Sexual Health Centre it'll pop up what you need to do but don't be stuck for condoms they're giving them out for uh, free. Now also um, somebody is bringing up about bank charges and says everybody's always given out about banks but they really are stepping up to the mark and they're offering cash back to customers during COVID-19 and it is banks uh, one bank is offering five euro to all customers now this is to encourage people to use their debit card from tomorrow permanent TSB is offering it's 1,200 customers 10 cent for every purchase they make using the card including tap and go and that's going to be for the month of April and May. Explore current account holders were paid 10 cent for the first 50 purchases made using the card every month but now the transaction limit has been scrapped. A bank person uh, a a spokesperson for permanent TSB said it will reply to both card and contactless transactions meaning the customers are rewarded on an unlimited basis every time they pay using their card. Permanent TSB said account holders will receive a once-off €5 euro back into their account after their next €30 euro grocery shop using their card either online or in-store. Isn't that good? The move is part of the bank's efforts to encourage customers to pay using card as a safer option. Well done. And what often happens when one bank decides to do that other banks will follow suit. So watch this space. So thank you to the, who that listener was who sent that in to us. If you are a customer of permanent TSB and you have an Explore current account, every time you use your card, you'll get some money back. Mary says, Patricia, have you heard some of the coronavirus adverts on TV reminding us of all of the usual requirements? But there's one warning that includes don't say hello or greet people. Well, says Mary, we can still say hello and greet people. You can just do it at a distance. I think that line is a bit unnecessary, especially when some may be isolating on their own and when they get out for their daily walk, they may like a distant, a distance greeting from somebody, says Mary. Do you know, Mary, I know exactly that ad you're talking about and every time I hear it, I keep saying, I must listen carefully again to what they're saying in that ad. I thought perhaps they were saying, you know, don't shake hands 
when you greet somebody. But I think you're right. I think they are saying don't say hello, which <laughs> I think is the wrong message. I mean, if you're you're two metres apart from somebody and you're at a distance from somebody, there is absolutely nothing wrong in saying hello. I met a friend of mine the other day and we stood a good distance apart and we had a great old chat for about uh, 10 minutes and it would have been very weird not to have said hello. And I say, if whenever I get out for my walk, I always will wave at somebody or I'll say hello or we'll chat about the weather. So, yeah. So I, I will... I, I I agree with you, Mary. It's th- that line in the ad certainly is wrong, and and I don't know what their their theory or their thought pattern was uh, on that for sure. And good morning, Patricia. Apart from some medical personnel, it is extraordinary that in that it is those who are some of the lowest paid in the country are the very people who are being relied upon to keep some sense of normality in this country at the moment and I'm assuming one group that you're thinking about are those who are working in in retail. There are great people who have always been taken for granted who in many respects have been considered to be low are non-skilled workers. They are highly skilled in the necessary roles they play and that is highly evident in these difficult times for themselves and their families as they're putting themselves at high risk to benefit the rest of us. We should not forget that and I hope when it's all over that the term low and non-skilled workers will be very much a thing of the past. Everyone is doing a job no matter what it is are skilled in their own right. Regards and keep safe and that's from uh, Christy in uh, Temple Glantine. Thank you for that uh, Christy and indeed stay safe yourself. And hi Patricia so much for staying at home during the coronavirus despite all of the warnings we still have a group of teenagers up to 10 at any one time out road bowling in Rathcarrick Pike Road in Formoy. The Gardaí have been contacted but it's still happening on a daily basis and that's signed Concerned Residents. God almighty can... Yeah, and it's the young people, it's the parents of those young people need to just throw a check on their young people and check what they're doing, check where they are, make sure that they're not hanging around in a a gang of ten. Uh, well, keep keep contacting the Gardaí. That's all I can say to the, those concerned uh, residents because we have extra Gardaí out and about and there are extra patrols and there's extra uh, Garda vehicles and just keep calling them, keep telling them what is going on and eventually the message hopefully will get through to those young people. And can I go to some letters, lovely letters. It's great that we're getting letters in the post and some emails in from listeners. Hi Patricia, this is a lovely handwritten note from a North Cork listener saying thank you for your wonderful news and information every morning uh, while I'm having my breakfast. In answer to Margaret, one of your listeners who contacted you on the programme last week, she is like me. I find in the run of the day I don't have a minute to spare. I'm keeping busy with gardening, sewing. I'm knitting the little caps for the Innocent Smoothies. You know, the Age Action campaign. Yeah, that'll be coming on later on in the year. I'm sorting through old photographs. I'm sorting through stamps. I'm putting them into albums. I'm doing cooking. I'm bird watching. I'm cleaning. And most importantly, I'm remembering to wash my hands. We can all do this together. And if we all do this together, we can leave the hospitals. They'll be able to treat the very sick. I also go for a walk and I write to friends. I also, I always write to them during the year and when all this is over we will all grab with both hands and get back to work. 
and good luck to all of our students as they study, particularly those for their Leaving Cert. And I have a suggestion. I think perhaps they are the ones, the ones that are doing the state exams, that maybe they should be allowed back into school and then leave the rest forget about the rest of the year, leave the rest start back in September and give them a new start. Maybe that would be a suggestion, particularly for the Leaving Cert students. And I imagine that Leaving Cert students themselves would jump at the idea of getting back in. And even if they were the only ones in there, you could do the social distancing and all of that. Could it work? I don't know. Maybe when, the, when these very strict restrictions that we're under at the moment, maybe when they start to ease up on those, maybe it is something that will be considered. And Connor in Crookstown, it's lovely email to Patricia at C103.ie. Hi Patricia, I'm listening to your show here in Crookstown while doing my schoolwork. Excellent show as always. And that's from Connor in Crookstown, who was looking for me to play Macroom, um, um, Maroon Five and Memories. I don't know if I'd lo- if I've logged today or not, uh, Connor, but I'll do my best to try to play it for you. And just a final one from this is an email from Bernadette saying, "Hi Patricia, I hope you're well you're, and and keeping well." through this crisis yeah really trying just a quick email so grateful I am to you and your team for the fantastic show we are privileged to listen to through these unsettling times thank you that is really appreciated today is my birthday now this was yesterday ah belated happy birthday to you Bernadette anyway today is my birthday and I wish to say how lucky I am to have a roof over my head and a garden and more importantly for my best friend and very kind daughter Mary I have four wonderful sisters, Anne, Christine, Veronica and Teresa and two brothers, John and Herbert. I pray today for my beloved late parents, John and Mary, all those who have no family, no home, no house, no garden. I also think of all of the patients in hospital all over the world affected by this pandemic. God bless and keep safe those wonderful medical staff caring for uh, them. And then Bernadette goes on to say if I could email on a poem that I read out that a listener sent in. I then I read it out last Friday. It was about kindness and thinking of others. I don't have a copy of it because a lot of that poetry that comes in like that comes in as a text. And then once I've read it out, it's gone from the screen. I don't know if anyone, whoever sent that in, could send it back in. A poem about kindness and thinking of others. Because Bernadette would like it emailed on. If I can lay my hands on it, I certainly will send it on to you. And looking for a song that unfortunately we don't have. But listen, and she ends her email with stay safe and well. Well, stay safe and well to you as well. It's Bernadette Geary, who had a birthday yesterday and just spent her birthday thinking about how lucky she was. Uh, that's fantastic. What a wonderful spirit and a wonderful attitude that you have may you have many many more happy birthdays to come when it won't be such crazy times in which we're living and you'll be able to celebrate it as we normally celebrate birthdays In the fight against the coronavirus the government have introduced strict new measures on people's movements and how we all live our lives We have a new phrase in our vocabulary and that's cocooning and it's aimed at the over 70s and those who are medically vulnerable due to a health condition To talk to us about what it means to cocoon I'm joined by Anne Dempsey at the senior line She's their communications manager Good morning Good morning to you, Anne. Good morning, Patricia. And, and you are welcome to the programme. Uh, firstly, we here on the programme are getting very mixed reaction to the term cocooning. Not everybody over the age of 70 likes the term. What's okay. your own view? Well, the, def- the dictionary definition, funnily enough, is something like wrapping yourself in comfort and protection. So the intent is certainly positive. But I, I can understand, and we're getting it on the line all the time, Patricia, if people are used to going out, having their lives suddenly being defined by age in this way when they feel 
this is not me. I think I can understand why a lot of people would find it very difficult as a concept and also to be living it. Yeah, I mean, we had some very fit and healthy people contact us who were just took great umbrage to the fact of being told that they should uh, stay indoors. Uh, but the instruction is quite clear because it's this confusion as well in that some people think, oh, that doesn't mean me and I'm allowed to go and walk two kilometres. I mean, the instruction not to leave the house, it applies to everyone over 70. I, I think, Patricia, there was confusion Friday night and Saturday morning. I think there should be, sadly, no confusion now. If you're over uh, 70, no matter how you are, it's very, very simple. You stay at home. No exceptions. Not to walk the dog, not to kind of see your grandchildren, certainly not that. Not to have a breath of air, not even to walk on a, on a road that you'll meet nobody, not even to go for a drive. It's really, really hard and kind of counterintuitive, certainly going for a drive or going on a solitary road. But that is what we are asked to do as part of a kind of a whole society as well. And I have to say that an awful lot of our callers, even though they're sad and bewildered to find it awfully difficult, we find a huge social responsibility on the part of our callers in terms of, okay, I'm doing it. If you have a medical appointment. Okay. The situation about a medical appointment is this. First of all, you phone the hospital if it's with the hospital to see is it still going ahead and if if there's kind of uh, ambiguity, you phone and get your advice from your GP. One of the things that we're finding is that uh, people with non-related COVID conditions feel that they can't they, there's nothing they can do about it they have they can do nothing but all the ambulance services are open all the emergency services are open so you find you take advice because what we don't want are you know conditions which need attention going unattended and then leading to greater difficulty yeah, I saw the Irish Medical Organisation came out quite strongly on this yesterday and they're concerned that patients with very serious illnesses are ignoring the symptoms and uh, avoiding contacting or visiting their GP. Yes, and I can understand people being worried about going to hospital. A, they don't see hospitals as the, the most healthy places at yeah. the minute. But our understanding is, and I'm sure yours is, well, that this huge... Uh, separation. I think the hospitals and all the health services have done a fantastic job in separating the two services now. So if you need to go to hospital, you'll be well away from any COVID area. Uh, yeah, so if you do have a medical appointment, it is okay. If the medical appointment is still going ahead. You check it up, you check yeah. you check out first if it is still going ahead. You phone the hospital and if as they still not clear, you can't get to the person you need to, you phone your GP. Okay, and, and if you do need to go, that is okay. You, you, you can leave the house. Can anyone visit the house during the time, during the t- time to come see you if you're self-isolating? The only people that can visit you, Patricia, are people who are uh, giving you care designated care both formal and informal and they have uh, permission to visit your home but they visit your because first of all if you're somebody that you need you know social care if you need help with washing and dressing that will still go ahead and that's important for your physical and practical and emotional well-being so it could be a family member that's used to doing that or a, 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 a carer that's doing it but um Carers, I would imagine, have been, professional carers have been issued with strict protocol around it. Family carers must make their own arrangements to wash their hands immediately on entering the home of the person they're caring for and to wash their hands frequently during their visit. And 
if it's personal care, obviously they can't keep a distance. It's not possible. But if it's it, well, you can, you just can't keep your distance. That's it. But to to you know exercise as much discretion during the visit, and then wash your hands also when you go home. Okay, hi, uh, a 70-year-old or older farmer, if you have nobody else, uh, are you allowed out to work on the farm if there's nobody else to do it? That's from Dennis. Yes, if you've, and the ish, the, 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 the words there are if there is nobody else to do it. Okay. Uh, we have heard of people who so kind of, their animals are so important to them and they feel they're important to their animals' well-being that um, they they feel they have to care for their animals even if it means driving a distance away because some farmers are away from their the holding is away from the, the where the, the animals house. are yeah. um, but um, and if it's a question of an o- a farmer over 70 has nobody else to do it and this is the truth then he or she can do it if it's a question of that there is somebody else even though it's a great wrench for them vis-a-vis their animals they must get that somebody else to, to do it, it. What about other people, and living in the house who are under the age of 70? About distancing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, again, I think this is really, really difficult, isn't it? I mean, the the advice from the HSE and other, you know, health professionals are that you should distance yourself as, as much as possible. The person over 70 should have their own toiletries if they have, you know, if they can have their own bathroom, if their own towels, whatever about having their own towels, it must it could be very difficult in many homes to have their own bathroom. But it's about preserving as much social distance as possible. It's, as somebody said, if you're living the way you always lived, you're doing something wrong. So we're all being asked to be so deliberate about everything. It's 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 really strange times, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. We've yeah. Ne- we've never lived no. uh, through, and and nobody has ever lived uh, through this. Uh, somebody said, could you ask Anne? I need to travel by train to Dublin from Kerry. I have a hospital appointment. I'm o- obviously this person is over the age of seventy. That's for a hospital appointment. I'm travelling on public transport yeah. and has to do it. I think um, the person should phone the hospital, particularly if the hospital know that an over 70 has to travel on public transport to make their appointment. The hospital will, will, will kind of measure judgment between the, the urgency of the appointment and the possible danger of travelling on public transport. Phone the hospital and they will give advice. OK. And then and to those that are, you know, as you say, I think the, the majority have, have, have gotten cocooning and understand it's for the person's own good and we'll all come out of this and we'll be kinder, better people, hopefully, at the end of it. Keeping busy yeah. and a routine, isn't that really important Hugely for the older person? important. I think every day has a, needs a routine, it needs a challenge and it needs a treat. That's my own view on it, right? Yeah. So I think if you can kind of get up at the normal time, have something to look forward to immediately, like a nice breakfast, something that you'd really enjoy, uh, have a structure, have some work to do, whether it be, I mean, all the work we can do these days at home, our homes will probably never be as clean <laughs> or as shining or as decluttered. I was saying that yesterday. I Where spent the weekend cleaning. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. The homes the home are probably in a state of shock about what's yeah. The other thing, though, Patricia, terribly relevant for an older person. I mean, there's the loss of the the wonderful energy and the transformation of going out for a walk. But if you're an older person and you're suddenly not walking, the worry about stiffness in limbs yeah. and all of that. So we would be um, 
us in as we, we issue twice daily advisories to our callers and we would be uh, encouraging them to look up something like age and opportunity have a 15 minute workout uh the uh, health guide joe wicks you know joe yeah wicks? i do yeah he's he's uh workouts for old people uh, uh, 10 minute work they're, they're called chair aerobics you can do them standing up as well um there's a whole number of exercises now from all over the world for older people there's a very good one i came on yesterday they're exercises which really for core strength and to enable balance which is so important wow so if you can just you know whatever your device is you know just log on and get something um if you have nothing that you can find, just begin to, you know, m- even march around the house. My, I was talking to my neighbour the other day and her garden adjoins her grandchildren and, and she was dancing in her back garden and they were dancing in theirs with the music quite loud. Now that's lovely and joyful and celebrating life, you know. So yeah. you just need to keep active as best you can at home. And can I say, I think one of the best ones, if, if, if you've got any size, even a small bit of a postage stamp of a garden, get out and do a bit of gardening. It's yeah. great exercise and it's Brilliant. great fresh air. And, you know, and it just, but it's, it's keeping busy, isn't it? That's, it's, it's, it's keeping busy. It's anything for your mind in terms of crosswords or get out a jigsaw. I, 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 I wish I had a jigsaw now. I'd be, I'd be doing my jigsaw because lovely, every time you pass by the dining room table, try and find that other bit of sky that is eluding you. You know, yeah, and yeah. put it in. Um, to do co- crossword puzzles, social contact. I mean, it's very hard these days, but never has it been as easy to stay in contact remotely yeah. by phone, by text, by email, by Skype, by Zoom, by WhatsApp. You know, I, 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 I've learned in recent years that some grandmothers and grandfathers, indeed, who are never terribly technical techie savvy they've now mastered whatsapp and are sending mad pictures all over the place you know (laughs) whatsapp is great i heard of i heard of somebody two elderly um uh, friends um, and they're obviously away from each other and they do the they do the same crossword puzzle and over whatsapp they help each other out and what did you get for three down and what did you get for eight across and they help each other out and it wiles away uh, a couple of hours it 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 really is uh, terrific and the other one um is to say to elderly people to, to reach out. There's so much yeah. help and support. Yeah. But I, I know I interviewed somebody a couple of weeks ago and we were trying to get her sorted out with shopping at the time and when I'd asked her had she asked anybody for help she said I, I, I don't like to do that. Yeah. And there's a lot yeah. of older people very independent older people who don't mm-hmm. find it difficult to reach out. I agree with that completely. And as you know, Senior Line has been going for over 20 years, so we have a huge long-term relationship with older people, particularly older people living at home, who do find it hard to ask. But these are exceptional times. And, you know, for your own sake, for your neighbour's sake, for everyone's sake, it's socially responsible now to stay at home. It's helping everyone. It's helping to flatten that curve, as they say. There's never been a time where people are ready to help to you know look after you I mean one of the things we did Patricia and it's been it's it's proved to be a a wonderful thing once we heard how things were going and once we heard that the Garda stations around the country the community Garda were on the case knowing the older vulnerable people in their area and being available for uh, shopping delivery collection we have the phone number of every single Garda station in the country 
and we will give it to a caller who feels they've nobody else they can ask because this is a trusted source of referral and we're finding it's working so well. Yeah and I know after in the second hour of the programme today I'm going to be speaking with Cork County Council who've set up a wonderful yeah, initiative with the free one. phone number Excellent. and all they're, they're bringing all of the groups uh, together it's it's great and obviously senior line um, and as with a loan and their helpline huge increase in calls. We have um well, it's changing all the time. I'm changing my figures. We're now getting about uh, 700 calls a week. Wow. Which is an awful lot of calls. Wow. And, yeah, a huge amount of calls. Huge range of issues from general anxiety, just, you know, that, you know, low-range anxiety about what if and all of that. We're also getting calls from people who've heard a rumour, like Dirt mm. Van Lund, the Dirt Van Lay. Yeah. And we would be saying to people, as well as giving a load of information, we've senior line are trained volunteers with a huge track record and knowing how to listen to other older people. It's a peer-to-peer service, Patricia. So it's an older person listening to an older person. So we're, we're very much trained in how to listen as empathetically and as usefully as possible. So we're very good if somebody's concerned and upset at, at helping them, you know, unpack what's really worrying them well, and no. then looking together how what their options might be, whatever they are, you know. And and we would be saying to people, don't give in to kind of needless fears. Like there, they, you know, there's a, there's a there's a fear contagion as well as a virus there is, contagion. There really. Is, there is. So we'd be saying, you know, stay stay resolute, stay use your your maturity and your wisdom of years, and just live each day and know that you know there are people you can reach out to. People care. As so many people are saying, we will get through this. If you stay at home, you're safe. You're as safe as you possibly can be. Okay, one eight hundred eighty forty five ninety one. That's the senior line number. And we'll talk again. Stay safe. Thank you so yourself, much, Patricia. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye bye. Simon's celebrity sees guess the celebs to grab the cash on C one hundred three. Two thousand euro, Tommy. Come on. Megan Markle, Daniel Day Lewis, and Michael J. Fox. Expecting this today, I have to say, I thought it was going to go on for right, a long right. time. Good cap for the week now. Oh, wow. You're two grand richer. Well done. Thanks very much. Simon's Celebrity Seas. Play weekday mornings on Cork's More Music Breakfast. On C103. Follow C103 on Facebook. Join us today and stay up to date with everything happening across Cork. Simply search Facebook for C103. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086 Well, when we talk of cocooning and people over the age of 70 asked to please stay at home, stay indoors for this uh, two-week period. Sheila says, I'm 70 in a month. Can I go to town for a bit of meat? Nothing wrong with me. I live with four lads, says uh, Sheila. Yeah, if you need the rules and regulations that have gone into place are for people over the age of 70 are people who are medically vulnerable due to a health condition. They're asked uh, to stay indoors. But you're 69, Sheila. You're not 70 yet. So the rules don't apply to you. Yeah, you can you can go out. But remember, it's the two kilometre rule for exercise, but you can go outside of two kilometres if you need, if it's for shopping. But we're all the rest of us 
even though we are allowed out we're asked to go do our business and go home like when we come out to work we go to work we do our work and then it's straight back home if you've got shopping to do don't dilly dally in the supermarkets go with your shopping list go in get what you need in Sheila's case go to the go to the local butcher get a bit of meat and straight back home again you know, they're just saying to people don't be don't be hanging around socialising out on the street or stopping for chats inside in the shops and uh, Breathe the Ministry is suggesting newspapers and I was saying yesterday if everybody to buy a newspaper there's wonderful puzzles in newspapers and there's crossword puzzles and some of the newspapers are giving chapters of books and they release a different chapter every day so you kind of stay with the newspaper uh, to read a book at the same time so yeah lots of ways to keep yourself busy 1850 we're heading to the newsroom we're just getting reports in of an incident in which a man has been allegedly stabbed in Bandon earlier this morning we'll have more on that on the news at 11 Nick Richards plays Cork's greatest hits for your workday on C103 I've got Annie Lennox and her fabulous footwear clear perspex uh, high heel boots they were amazing what does Ed Sheeran do in a lockdown when all said and done I go home and cuddle up with a cat and I'll have your COVID-19 updates our country is rising to this challenge and I'm convinced we will prevail playing Cork's greatest hits while you work Nick Richards weekdays from 1 C103 you're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Well, we were talking in the last hour about the over 70s and cocooning and needing to stay safe and how important it is to have a good routine and to keep exercising, uh, etc. Barbara contacted us to say her 86-year-old mother who was cocooning uh, was given a step counter and she's walking around the house and Barbara says she gives us a nightly update on how many steps that she's actually doing. Well, well done to Barbara's mother. How fantastic. And Eileen out on Bear Island who has been cocooning for the last couple of weeks she said for the over 70s a tip tell them to try baking something new every day for example today I'm doing roasted tomato soup and Eileen what I wouldn't give to be out on Bear Island with you having some roasted tomato soup and some nice brown bread on the side wouldn't it be absolutely gorgeous and Donnerhead Park by the way has reopened from 8am in the morning it will be locked with all gates closing at 5pm now that includes the pedestrian access the pedestrian access is normally left to open late after hours all gates will close at 5pm but Donnerhead Park back up and running but that is for people living in the area remember you can do your exercise but you've got to be two kilometres away from where you're doing your exercise so for people in the Donnerhead area you have Donnerhead Park all to yourselves you lucky thing now we were just listening on the news with Barry to reports of an incident in which a man was allegedly stabbed in Bandon. Let me go to Paul Byrne of Virgin Media for the very latest on this story. Good morning to you, Paul. Good morning, Patricia. With everything else that's going on with uh, COVID-19, it's just shocking to think something like this could, could happen. What What is believed to have happened? It was about nine o'clock this morning. Yeah, sometime before nine o'clock this morning, there was a number of people standing at a bus stop. And just as you come into Bandon from the Cork side, uh, there's a hardware store and there's a bus stop outside the bus shelter, outside the hardware store. People standing by are standing around waiting for the bus and a row broke out uh, between two men. Now, the victim sustained numerous stab wounds. He's in his 20s and he ran from the bus shelter uh, to get away from the attacker, but collapsed a short distance away in a pool of blood. Now, emergency service were contacted. They arrived on the scene within minutes. It's very close to Bandon Garda Station and there's quite a large considerable amount of guards on the ground at the moment in light of COVID-19. So they were on the scene within uh, within moments. Um, 
the uh, paramedics arrived a short time later. They worked on the casualty for uh, some period of time before removing him to Cork University Hospital, where my uh, understanding is that he's in a critical condition. Um, a man who it's believed is known to the victim was arrested. He's in his 40s. He's currently in custody at Bandon Garda Station. Now, a large area of ground was sealed off and you had members of the Gardaí uh, from the Technical Bureau conducting an examination while members of the Gardaí were also in the River Bandon, or what, 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 sorry, they're in the river uh, here in Bandon looking for uh, a weapon believed to have been used in the attack. And it's um, it was quite a shocking incident, according to sources who were at the scene. And I assume the same as everywhere at the moment. There's very few people out and about on the streets. Very quiet. Uh, you hear the saying goes down and, and that's what the country resembles at the moment. But uh, there are people travelling to and from work um, part of the what's being described as the essential services group. Now I don't know um, whether these people were working or not who, who were involved in this incident this morning but very few people who are not working are actually out on the ground uh, in this day and age um, so possibly they were on the way to work I don't know but uh, somehow uh, they started arguing and um, within a blink of an eye one was on the ground with multiple stab wounds um, fighting for his life. My God, it's just, it's this mentality at the moment, Paul, of people even going, leaving their house and the need to carry a knife. Yeah, it, it, it's frightening. I mean, look, again, I don't know what the circumstances surrounding these people, but you would ask yourself, why does one carry a knife? Um, you and I, I'm sure we carry a notebook and a pen and your person, my wallet, and going to work and what have you like that. Uh, I've no reason to be carrying a knife and neither do you. So you, you would ask yourself, why is uh, someone carrying a knife? I mean, do they feel under threat or they, you know, I'm not on with this particular incident, but we do know that people do carry knives. They carry screwdrivers, people who are involved in criminality and um, criminality doesn't stop in light of COVID-19. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I know there is a major reduction in crime, yeah. but um, things are still happening. I mean, you have guards out checking people going to work um, and to make sure that they've got their identification and letters of compliance from their employer. But uh, criminals still travel the length and breadth of the country. Shocking, shocking. Strange times in which we live. Yeah. How are you managing and how are you getting on? Um, we're fine. I mean, we're, we're out working every day of the week uh, covering this pandemic. It's, 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 it's frightening to drive around and you're going from A to B and you're getting there a lot quicker than you normally would because there just isn't anybody on the road. Um, we're, we're, we're trying to do our level best to keep that social distancing. Um, it, it, it's hard for people. But you know, Patricia, if I will say one thing, I think, I, I, I might be contradicting myself here now in light of what happened here at Bandon just a couple of hours ago, but in general, it's brought us together. It's brought out the goodness in people it has shown another side of life that we can all rally around and put on the green jersey and pull up our sleeves and attack this bastard that is COVID-19. And, you know, we're, we're, we're winning the battle. And I think if we keep going the way we will, according to the experts, you know, we're, we're playing our part. And really, Ireland has stood up to the mark here. The people of Ireland and people living here in Ireland have really stood up to the mark to, to, to flatten the curve. Yeah. But as I said, it shows the goodness in people, how people are coming to other people's aid, people who mightn't be able to get from A to B, who might need something in the pharmacy, who mightn't be able to, who struggle on a daily basis, as it were, to get up to the shop. You know, neighbours are looking out for one another and it's, it's, it's shown us in a, a good light, you know, that uh, there's humanity left. 
there is some bit of decency in society. Long, uh, long, long if way. If we dig deep. Yeah. Long may that uh, continue. And I have to say, you guys at uh, Virgin Media News are doing fantastic. Will you pass all my best wishes to Richard Chambers? And I, I, I wonder at times, does the man ever go to bed? Well, he loves the social distancing because he stays away from the mother-in-law. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing a blinder. He really is playing a blinder. It's just, it just struck me at the weekend. It says, this man never take time off. Anyway, listen, stay safe because that's what it's all about, uh, Paul. And uh, thank you for that. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll chat again. Cheers, Patricia. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Bye-bye. That is uh, Paul Byrne from uh, Virgin Media News. And when Paul uh, talks about how proud we can be of this country and people, you know, putting on the green jersey. I mean, only yesterday uh, we spoke with that lovely young doctor, uh, Paddy Barry, who's come back from... Perth in Australia and delighted to be back and you know was talking about how he made the decision very quickly to come back but when he realised that there was a need over here that was it handed in his notice and uh, he he got back early or late last week uh, and last week we had been talking to Yvonne in Clonakilty whose daughter Laura had also handed in her notice but Laura was having a problem trying to get back out of Melbourne in Australia and I'm told Yvonne is back on the line. Uh, good morning to you Yvonne. Good morning Patricia. It is Laura isn't it? Is it your do- is. Yeah. yeah. You, um, okay some good news I'm, I'm told. Yes um, eventually it's, it's I suppose been a long week uh, for her and for us and an emotional week because when I spoke to you last, um, she had had two flights cancelled with Emirates and obviously Dubai and Singapore never had closed all their hub airports. So I suppose at that point, she, like that, she was very anxious. Um, the only flight at the time was coming through Qatar, as I told you. And her worry was that she would end up in Qatar and she didn't much thought she would be safer in Melbourne. So she got her job back because obviously like that in Australia they're very short of doctors they were extremely understanding and they said look we'll put you on relief for fear that you get a window of opportunity that you'd have 48 hours to leave so they were extremely flexible and facilitating but then as the week progressed um, Qatar Airlines um, you know sent them emails said look we will guarantee you we will get you home so Qatar put on extra flights for the Irish, for everybody, and bigger planes. And in fairness, the Irish embassy has been working behind the scenes. The Irish embassy was on to Laura, um, looking at her situation, um, wanted to know her profession and how dire was she there? Would she be able to survive for a couple of days? Had she money or was it an immediate? Wow. Yeah, they, you were filled, you were, had to give in forms and you had to give option A or B. Now, like Laura Laura said, she was lucky. She had a job. She had a house still in the rent. She had savings. But there were people with no money who had paid for flights and it's going to take at least 12 to 15 weeks for a refund. Yeah, yeah. So some people had no money. So the option the Irish Embassy were giving you were, can you survive for a couple of days or do you need? So obviously she said she would be okay. Um, and I have to mention, like, in fairness to the TDs, Michael Collins and his PA Val have been working behind the scenes to try and get Laura and the Irish home. Brilliant. You know, they gave the names of Hannon, travel agent. So Laura filled in the Irish embassy form. Um, now, she had committed. She felt so bad she'd committed to three nights working there over the weekend. And she just said she couldn't let them down again. But they were fantastic. So she finished nights Monday morning and told them she was flying home. So she has a flight 
all going well leaving Friday oh. and arriving into Dublin on Saturday morning. Oh my God. Oh. So, will, yeah. you be, will you be oh. up in Dublin airport to oh. welcome her home? Well, you see, this is, this is our kind of, we don't know what to do. We're, we've, I was even talking to her this morning. Now, one of us can't travel, obviously with the travel restrictions. Yeah. But it does say, you know, I have been on to guards and it does say like for f- family reasons or yeah. see, they're bringing Laura home to work here. Yeah. Air coaches have all been suspended. That's right. Um, so, like, we have no choice but to go and collect her. Um, but it's different. I have got a lot of information from different people. She is coming home here to isolate. She'll be in our household. She'll be in our car. It would be different. So it will be okay. It's precautionary measures. Obviously, she's not positive. So it's just precautionary for isolation for two weeks here in our household. So in our car with us, it will be fine. You know, so, you know, you can't hug her at the airport I now. I know. <laughs> I can't hug her. I can't shake her hand. I, but that's okay. I think well, that's... Well, I, well, I've oh, seen some of the scenes coming from the airport. I, I was thinking, oh my God, that must be the hardest thing. When, when did you last see Laura? Well, we didn't expect her home in February, but she came home to do the interview. She was going to do the interview for her job here by Skype. Yeah. But in the end, she felt, look, I think I, she just has never done a Skype interview. Yeah. And she just felt, I think it would be better in person. So she flew home for a week in February to do the interview in Dublin. Um, and I've, and she got it, and um, thank goodness. So now CUH has been on to her this week or last week, you know, emailing her, are you available? So until she gets onto that flight, I know, I said, know. and then she will obviously email CUH because they're looking for her and everybody else once her two weeks of isolation is up. I no doubt so. she'll track every minute of that flight <laughs> online as well. I, it's, yeah. it's, it's fantastic news. It, it really, is, it really is great. great. And for all the doctors and nurses that are coming home, and I have to thank like the Irish Embassy behind the scenes. People aren't hearing that they are working very hard to get brilliant. Them home. Yeah. You, you, listen, we'll give her we'll give her a few days to get over the jet lag, and she, she'll be bored next week. She might take a call. <laughs> she might take a call from us oh, next she, week, would she? She's, she's very shy. That's oh, is I she? Because John Paul wanted her to speak and whatever, and she will not. Oh no! Yes, oh yes. no! I don't. Oh well, listen. Just send her on all our best wishes I, and tell her we're I, thrilled. I, we're just thrilled that she's coming I home. Will and thank you for all your support no problem no problem okay. listen thanks for that Yvonne okay. mind yourself and you too thank take you care 1850 uh, more good news another young Irish doctor uh, will be coming back with us it's, it really is uh, fantastic uh, hi Patricia uh, from Anne why are buses running social distancing isn't working on buses thank you and stay safe and buses have to remain uh, operating for people to get to work People in essential services are still going to work. Not everybody drives and people have to get from A to B in order to do what has been deemed essential services. So that's the reason I'm assuming on the buses they're doing their best uh, to try to put in place as much social distancing as possible. But buses, while there are still some services up and running, we will still have buses. Now there are much, much uh, reduced level of buses. At one stage they were down to Saturday and Sunday and I think they've even been reduced further than that. Uh, Madge says, Patricia, are bin lorries collecting from houses? Absolutely all of the bin services are running as normal. Hi Patricia, just wondering the fuel allowance, has that been extended? No talk of it being extended. It runs through until mid-April. I know there was some TDs were trying to get it extended but there certainly hasn't been any mention of it uh, so far. If 
it breaks and if it happens we will bring it to you. And Tim has been on when we were talking about the Late Late and this is in regards to Ryan Tuberty. We assume won't be available, that hasn't been announced yet, won't be available to the Late Late on Friday night because of course we know he's been diagnosed with COVID-19 and that led to the chat to me saying it took a pandemic pandemic to get a woman presenting the for the first time ever the Late Late when, when Miriam stepped in and did very well, can I say, last Friday night but it took coronavirus for a woman for RT to finally give in and let a woman present the late late who will present it Friday we don't know and that led to who presented it in the past etc etc so Tim is a bit of a historian when it comes to this he says Gay Byrne worked on a magazine programme with Granada the region of ITV for Manchester, Liverpool and the northeast of England area. He could have gone very far in British TV and I know a person in the 70s who remembers him. At the same time, Frank Hall was presenting The Late Late Show but it wasn't a sophisticated Dublin enough. So Gay Byrne was enticed back from Granada and said, look, we've got this great TV show for you. Why don't you come back and give it a try? Gay put Andy O'Mahony into the chair to interview Deirdre Purcell about Gay Byrne's book. And like a truly direct Clonmel man, of which Andy O'Mahony was, he asked Deirdre, did he ask you to sleep with him? From Andy, it was an intellectual question, but from anybody else, the bishops would have been on the warpath. Bonnie Carr may also have filled in at some stage, says uh, Tim, who's using his memory about the late later. And you are right about Gay Byrne. Uh, Terry Wogan, Lord Timmerstein, always said that Gay Byrne would even have gone further than Terry Wogan had Gay Byrne decided to remain in England, but he didn't. He wanted to come home. And on cocooning and the people, some like it, some don't like it. Somebody says cocoon is the larva spun by insects until it hatches and it keeps it safe until then. And I just like that's what a cocoon is. But if you if you look up in the dictionary to the definition of cocooning and it says to envelop in a protective or comforting way. And that's what I like the idea of. I like the idea of those over 70 are those who are medically vulnerable due to a health condition. I like the idea that we're wrapping those people in a protective and comforting way and that we're just minding them. C103 Jobs. Staff wanted for summer seasonal job cooking, cleaning, prepping and serving. That's for the Roscarbury area. While carpenters are wanted in the Cork area, duties will include roofing and first fixing. And a bicycle mechanic slash sales advisor is wanted with experience to work in Cork City. You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. C103 brings you Farm Talk with John O'Connor. Saturdays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 10 p.m. What are farmers' spring crop options? Some people would have liked to try to get beans in early in particular or maybe the likes of spring wheat. Now, because the area wasn't sown in the autumn and, you know, the seed trade couldn't have predicted this, so seed will be scarce. Turn on Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Range, the complete feed for your calves this spring. Only on C103. Record today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850-333-103. And when we're talking about young doctors coming back and how fantastic it is that young doctors are coming back, a texter says, Hi Patricia, it's lovely to hear all of those young doctors and nurses coming home to help. Kudos to them. But please, 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 don't forget our own young doctors who have stayed here during the some very tough times and very tough conditions. They deserve a huge shout out as they kept the system here from falling apart.
smart. Thank you. Absolutely. But I think we are constantly applauding and uh, and in awe of all of our frontline staff and the amazing job that they're doing and God knows will do if we get this surge particularly of seriously ill patients in the weeks ahead. Thank you for your text to 0862 103 103. Now Cork County Council's COVID-19 Community Support Programme has been established to enable the coordination of a multi-agency response in the delivery of much-needed services to vulnerable citizens right across the county of Cork. Joining me to outline more of the details is the Chief Executive of Cork County Council, and that is Tim Lucy. Good morning to you, Tim. Good morning, Patricia. And and you're welcome to the programme. Before we get to the plan you've put in place, can you just clarify um, about the reopening of the civic community sites? Because we had so many people contacted us yesterday who used the civic community sites to get rid of their household rubbish. Yeah, well, look... um Let's hope they're all living within two kilometres of a CVMA site, first of all, Patricia, because they're the only people who should be using it. Uh, and for that reason, uh, all local authorities across the country actually decided over the weekend that it was appropriate to close them um, so as to limit the level of surge that we saw over the last two weeks. I mean, when people were off and schools were closed and people unfortunately overworked, there was a significant increase in visits and volumes coming into our uh, civic community sites. And uh, to support the two-kilometre piece, we felt it was appropriate to shut them down, to be honest with you. Um, uh, no, we reviewed that. We reviewed it nationally and have now decided to reopen, but only for essential waste, only for normal domestic waste, only for black bag waste and small quantities of domestic bottles and cans. Um, we will waive the three euro charge, obviously, at entrance. There'll be a charge, small charge for domestic refuse, as, as, as always. But we will turn away commercial vehicles or trailers. We'll turn away uh, any bulky goods we do not want and we won't accept green waste, timber waste, uh, steel, iron, anything of that nature. So we want people to respect that. Yeah, so it's, it's it's for the people who use it for their domestic waste. But I'm a bit confused on the two kilometre rule, Tim, because the two kilometre rule is for exercise. You can go outside the two kilometre rule for shopping. Or I well, would, I would, would, would this, would that not fall into that? Well, you're, well, it's it's actually not listed as one. You can go outside the two kilometre rule for shopping, for medicines, etc. But but waste disposal actually isn't listed as within that, right? So uh, it's it's fair enough. It, uh, domestic refuse collection services around the country are operational, uh, but we would still take a view that the two-kilometre rule still applies, you know, and and, and uh, we certainly would not envisage uh, hordes of people turning up at our civic community sites because there'll be challenges in terms of social distancing. Yeah, yeah, but uh, some of them have plenty of space, some of them don't, and, and, you know, for the sake of two weeks. Now, if this continues, we'll, we'll, we'll work with people, we'll see what happens over these two weeks, and we'll take okay. further review on it. Then. Obviously, this is going to continue, I'm sure, beyond the 19th of April. Okay, and, we'll, and everything will be up for review, I suppose, again. Okay, your community support response uh, forum, Tim. Uh, tell me about, about that that you've, you've set up and, and who's been involved. Yeah, well, look, first of all is, is that we want to acknowledge um, there's phenomenal work being done out there by voluntary groups, by state agencies, by ourselves, by our own staff. Our own staff have been tremendous over the last couple of weeks in terms of reorganising our business model, etc. And we still have a phenomenal number of staff still working there. Um, but uh, there is a need for coordination and there's a need as well probably to ensure that voluntary groups and state agencies have the resilience over the next six to eight to ten weeks, however long this takes, uh, to ensure that we can coordinate and uh, ensure that we can respond to vulnerable people. So we've launched, uh, we brought together, uh, requested by government to local authority, chief executives requested to bring together uh, community voluntary uh, support uh, for us. 
uh, comprised of the likes of Angarji Kana, HSE, IFA, or various local development companies across the county, local links to GA and PUST alone, TUSLA, um, the Cork Volunteer Grouping, uh, and, 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 and religious bodies as well. And we convened Sunday morning, first of all. And Monday morning, Cork County Council launched its community support programme, and that dedicated free uh, helpline is one eight hundred eight zero five eight one nine, and that's for the purpose. I'll come. I'll, I'll give you a text number as well, and I'll okay. give you an email address. But the one eight hundred eight zero five eight one nine is for anybody out there who just hasn't accessed a service at this point in time. Anybody who feels vulnerable, anybody who is challenged in terms of getting medicines and getting shopping or whatever the situation is, and particularly for those who are required to cocoon at the moment. Uh, but we wouldn't restrict it to that. We recognise that there's probably a range of situations arising across our communities. Um, fortunately, we will then uh, have a network of people to work with, local volunteers on the ground. We currently have our call centre up and running. We had up to 60 calls at, to this call yesterday, uh, to that number yesterday. which just And that was only day one? That was only day one. Wow. Uh, And some of those were, you know, people who genuinely were isolated. People simply just hadn't contact. We know there's a lot of families out there who are supporting their elderly and that will continue. But at the same time, who knows what's going to happen within individual households. Um, We also know, Tim, there, there are people who literally don't have family around them. That's right. And look, and as well as that, I suppose they're they're probably the most isolated. Um, we're just simply hoping that through this number and through putting out our text number as well, which is zero eight five eight seven zero nine zero one zero, and our email address is covid support at corkcoca.e that we'll be able to capture those. Now, as well as that, though, we will in every one of nearly every one of our towns, certainly across twenty of our major towns. We'll, by the end of this week, um, have in place a local network, or certainly by early next week, where we'll sit down with a local community guard, sit down, try and gather the the, um, the uh, community groups around us by way of teleconference, the likes of those on the ground who know who the vulnerable people out there, and we might end up having, a, hopefully, a more targeted approach where right. we believe we, to, to support this as well, because not everybody rings, not everybody yeah. uh, you know, can text, etc. So it, it'll be a multi targeted approach to be honest which as this evolves oh, Yeah I had Anne Dempsey on in the last hour from Senior Line and I was making that point to her uh, because we would hear from people here at the radio station and they don't they, some older people are vulnerable people find it hard to reach out and say I need help they always think oh there's somebody worse than me that needs it sure I don't That's need right. that help and it's to get that message out that there's so many volunteers and so many groups who are who have time on their hands in many cases and they want to be doing something well, well, they do, um, but it's important as well, you know, that people who want to become in volunteering actually work through established volunteer groupings as yeah. well. Um, very, very important, you know, uh, because, you know, this isn't, and, and, and I, th- I think people are responsible enough that way, you know, it's, it's not a free-for-all. This needs to be coordinated, needs to be um, validated as well, to be honest with you, and, and elderly people out there need to be absolutely sure that they know where the service is coming from and that they that they're getting it in a secure and a safe environment as well and the people visiting or whoever or whatever service is being delivered is being done so in an appropriate manner, recognising COVID-19 restrictions and, yeah. and health and safety and, and that as well. And that's why through using a service uh, like yours, uh, Tim, whoever will end up, if somebody does end up calling, they'll have ID and the person will feel safe because we don't want any scam artists or anybody 
taking, you know, using uh, this situation. Absolutely, and in Garda Chicana and the various uh, accredited volunteer groupings out there, in particular Volunteer Ireland through their office in Cork, uh, Volunteer Cork would absolutely press that message home. Um, and look, there are there are, there are uh, very good procedures now being put in place through the Pharmaceutical Association of Ireland as well in terms of of calls being made beforehand so that people and, and the arrangements in place with, with uh, pharmacies will be such that people will be absolutely satisfied that they know when a delivery is going to be made, they know who's going to bring it and, and that as well. So they, those things are evolving um, and, and uh, very, very quickly as well. So, um, But really important, look, I suppose we are a coordinator. We also are a deliverer of a service and we have an asset base to bring to that ourselves. But um, the, 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 the locals, the local community groups on the ground are really important to this and we'll be bringing those together certainly during the week as well into it. Well done, well done. Just remind listeners of the numbers again, uh, Tim, which obviously the we have on file is, as well. Yeah, the free phone number, which is open from 8am to 8pm, um, is 1-800-805-819. You can text to 085-870-9010 and the email is COVID support C-O-V-I-D-S-U-P-P-O-R-T at Corkcoco, C-O-R-K-C-O-C-O dot I-E. Okay, and when somebody rings that number or texts or or emails, you'll find out their needs, where they are, and then put whatever is needed in place. Name, their needs, whatever their whatever their issue is, we may be able to deal with it on the spot. We okay. have got calls look which 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 are not related to COVID nineteen issues and vulnerability issues. I mean to be honest with you we got some calls yesterday where people were looking how can I get a mechanic and, and how can I get my grass cut. They're not the type of calls okay. that are relevant at this point in time. Yeah. But we will source we will have links to the, the most appropriate state agency or a voluntary agency and, and be able to activate a response. Now, a lot of people go directly, and in fairness, on guards you corner out there morning, noon and night already. There are a lot of voluntary groups out there. And we will be picking up those contacts as well, even if they go to those agencies, to make sure this is coordinated. Uh, and the one thing as well to point out is that, look, this doesn't... Uh, remove uh, the emergency service or the 999 service. Emergency situations are still 999. Uh, you know, there are other helplines out there as well for things such as child abuse and domestic abuse and, and they are not the type of calls that really should be directed into this number. It's really around that isolation, vulnerability. I need to be helped to be able to continue living on a day-to-day basis. Uh, there are exceptionally good services out there to deal with emergency situations and, and, and we would want people to recognise the difference between the two services as well. Okay, alright, yeah, you're playing a, an absolute uh, blinder. Who's manning the phones for you, Tim? Our own staff, um, all remotely, and uh, one or two in County Hall, but um, staff staff working remotely, some of them from their own homes, and uh, we have a whole cohort of staff ready to be to be uh, you know to enhance that program. We, I suppose, look, we recognise as well that we've closed down our library service, so we would see our library service across the the, the range of our towns that we have libraries in as being kind of, I suppose, the community support hubs for these, not for people to call in, but from where we will coordinate as well. Um, and uh, I suppose the, the other thing, look, Patricia, is that in terms of other messaging, just not around that, there are other things out in the other community as well that people need to think about. And, and, and one is, I suppose, the whole issue of even their safety out on roads. I've noticed uh, this week and, and over the past number of weeks, I think we all have the number of people out walking now. Mm-hmm. And in particular, the number of people out walking, in, even in groups of two and three, and they're allowed to do that with social distancing, but without high-vis jackets on. Uh, and indeed at dusk time of that and I just would appeal to people to be extremely careful and to road users, drivers as well to be extremely careful and I think one of the other messages I wouldn't mind if I had your time in getting out aside from the, the whole community support programme is 
Would you believe that over the last 48 hours we've had to respond to 24 different gorse fires across the county? Oh, it's just shocking. We've had, absolutely, it is persistent and it's completely irresponsible that yeah. we're supposed to finish on March 1st. We already have, uh, we had seven of our fire staff, we've about 300 fire staff uh, uh, over uh, across the county. We already had seven of those uh, out waiting on COVID-19 tests. We have six at the moment. Who knows, that can continue as well. So there are a number of things going on that can undermine our capacity to be able to respond to emergency services at this point in time and gorse fires is absolutely one of them that we want uh, the, the, the communities out there who are doing that to stop. Yeah, uh, we've had them across the entire county. It's just I saw on the front page of the examiner thing today that there's a photograph it's just it's hard to believe with everything that's going on with COVID-19 that we've got people acting so irresponsibly it's just yeah, beyond yeah. stupid. Okay yeah. Tim listen we will check in with you again and in the meantime sure. thank you for that. Thanks, Patricia. And, uh, thank you very much. And thanks uh, for thanks joining for us. That is uh, uh, our pleasure. That is uh, Tim Lu- Lucy, the Chief Executive of Cork County Council, uh, 1-800-805-819. It's an important number. It's a free phone number. Write it down. Keep it safe. We'll keep all of those numbers in the text number and the email. Uh, I'm imagining that probably the free phone number is the one that people will most use. If you have a need and you don't have anyone to call and you need supplies to your house, you need something from the chemist, anything at all, that's the number that you can ring and then they can put, wherever you are across Cork County and then they, the people at the end of the phone line will take the details from you. They'll work out which of the agencies can best sort you out and help you out. And they're there for you from eight in the morning until eight in the evening. Please use the service. We've got to get that message across to people to reach out. There are, there's help there. We want to keep everybody safe. We all want to get through this crisis. We want to get through it together and get out the other side. And actually when Tim uh, talks about some of the calls coming in weren't appropriate, like how can I get my grass cut? Uh, for example, I was chatting with uh, Sadie actually when I came off air uh, yesterday and obviously Sadie's new, new to our programme. She's joined us since the COVID-19 crisis and she's given fantastic backup to John Paul in answering the calls but she's coming to terms with some of the types of calls that we get here to the radio station and some people and listen we welcome all the calls but yesterday I overheard her talking with a an elderly lady who literally rang up to find out could Sadie tell her was uh, the pandemic nearly over and Sadie said she didn't know and when would it be over and it just it struck me that there was an elderly person who just thought you know have we a date on when this is all going to be over so that her little life can return to to normal normal. I wish I did I wish I did have a a glass ball that I could look into and a crystal ball that I could look into and that somebody could point us and tell us when, when it's all going to be over. It's not going to be over for some time yet but we'll get through this and we'll all get through this together. 1850 The same said Sadie along with John Paul taking your calls so you can text her WhatsApp 0862103103. I want to thank the people of Ireland for listening to the advice when it comes to physical distancing regular hand washing taking care when sneezing and coughing and reducing the number of social events and gatherings that you attend. However, we believe we need to do more. So I'm asking you to stay at home, if at all possible. This is the best way to slow the virus, ensure our hospitals are not overwhelmed, and buy us time. We live in challenging times. Look out for each other and stay safe. Be responsible. Follow COVID-19 guidelines and stay with us. We'll update you with the latest advice and measures from official sources. We're online, on your phone, smart speaker and radio. C103. 
The World Health Organization has now upgraded the coronavirus to a worldwide pandemic. Here are some practical ways to protect yourself. Wash your hands properly and often. Cover your mouth and nose when you cough or sneeze. And dispose of used tissues. Disinfect frequently touched objects. Avoid close contact with people who are unwell. Don't touch your eyes, nose or mouth if your hands are not clean. And please follow travel advice from the Department of Foreign Affairs. This message is supported by Irwin's Pharmacy, Shandon Street, Mayfield and Toker. Always looking after your family. For coronavirus updates and information, stay listening to C103. Connect with C103 on Twitter. Find all the latest news and sport and stay in touch with what's happening across Cork. Search for our Twitter handle at C103 Cork. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086-2103-103. And while we've just been talking about supports that have been put in place by Cork County Council, a community support action plan led by the Communications Workers Union and on post is seeing local postmen and women right across the country checking in with older and vulnerable people along their delivery routes. To find out more, I'm joined by Public Relations Manager with Unpost, and that's Angus Lafferty. No, it isn't Angus Lafferty. Uh, we've lost Angus. We'll just get him back on the line. And while we're waiting for Angus to come back, I've been asked to say special thanks to Michael Scully from Clonakilty Distillery, who gave, oh, that's Michael, who we spoke with last week on, on the programme. They gave home help staff for 40 free bottles of hand sanitizers. Remember, we were speaking speaking with Clonakilty Distillery they've started making hand sanitizers instead and they've given 40 free bottles uh, to home help staff that's a, a really kind kind uh, gesture well done Michael I'm told Angus Lafferty from Monpost is now at the end of the line he's their public affairs manager uh, good, good morning Angus Good morning. And we lost you there for a sec. You're you're welcome back. Now, I was explaining to people that you've got this fantastic initiative of the postmen and postwomen checking in on older, vulnerable people along their delivery routes. Wonderful initiative. And I believe it was instigated by the postmen and women themselves. Indeed. I mean, the the thing about this, the postmen and postwomen all over the country have been doing this for probably for generations, keeping in touch with the customers on their route, uh, making sure people are okay and, uh, and generally looking out for them. And when this current crisis hit, um, a lot of our, our postal operatives all around the country came back to us to say, listen, we're looking out for the locals in our community. Is there some way we can do this on a more formal basis right across the country? And then through themselves and through their union, the Communications Workers Union, a more formal structure was put around this, this notion, which is, has just kicked off today uh, and is taking place as we speak right across the country. And essentially it allows postmen and postwomen on the route calling to people who are cocooning or, or isolated in some way in their own homes to have uh, contact with their with their post person um, just check out if they're okay if they've got food if they've got meds uh, if they need a call from somebody and then funnel that back largely through alone the uh, the national agency to make sure that people are are kept in touch with and um, are dealt with and yesterday when I mentioned that you were going to be coming on today uh, somebody was talking about the lovely free postcards that Unpost have sent out to households which is which is a lovely lovely thought and somebody an elderly person was saying but I'm cocooning I want to send my postcard but I can't get out to the post box if I gave it to the postman Absolutely um, during the course of this current kind of for want of a better word this current crisis um, people in the, the category we're talking about when your postman comes to your door uh, if you've got mail there, 
that you need to, to, to get sent. The postman will take them from you and, and have them um, put into the mail system and we'll do that free of charge. Even letters? Letters and parcels. Ah! Uh, it's part of the outreach uh, that we're going to do for the next, uh, the next couple of weeks. That's a kind gesture. Well, it's, it's the least we can do. Um, and as I say, it's nothing that post men and post women haven't been doing for generations anyway, looking after people who need, uh, who need contact. OK, and, and it would be lovely for the elderly people to start writing to somebody and then they'll get letters back in return as well. Absolutely. That was one of the ideas behind the, the postcard. We felt that the country needed a bit of a lift and that we needed to help people to, to reach out and maybe get in contact in a way they hadn't done for a long time. Um, so that's why everybody in the country has a, a postcard. They can uh, sit down, write a note, say hello, say I love you, say whatever, um, and kind of reach out to friends, neighbours, families uh, who have been out of contact in this difficult time. OK, now I know on post and the Department of Social Protection paid out two weeks for the pension last Friday. I don't know whether you knew in advance that cocooning was coming in. So people have their money for this week. If they can't get out to the post offices in the weeks ahead, uh, Angus, what happens with their money? Well, that's not a problem. We will hold all um, Department of Social Protection payments in the post office for 90 days. So people don't have to stress, shouldn't be anxious. We will hold their payments for them. Um, for, for, for 90 days. But on top of that, there's a special facility that's available for people who can't get out, who are isolating or maybe just uncomfortable getting out and about. You can appoint a, a temporary agent um, who can pick up your payment on your behalf. And that's a very simple form you can download from our website or pick up in the local post office. Um, and that person, that friend, that neighbour or whatever, that trusted person can pick up your payment for you and then no need to stress, no need to be anxious. We will hold your payment for you yeah. or we'll make it possible for you to pick it up. Yeah, if you don't need the money, leave it. It's safe in the post office. Absolutely. And it'll be, it'll be there when all this crisis, this emergency is over. And it'll be a way of saving for you as well. Is there talks of postmen, uh, post persons delivering newspapers? There is. This is part of the, uh, what you might call the outreach scheme that we're talking about at the moment. Um, there was a demand for uh, newspapers to be delivered by postmen. Uh, it was felt that uh, newspapers particularly are a, a very, very valuable form of communications that people still value. And we were linking up with the national representative bodies for both the national newspapers and the local press. Um, and in the next few days, there'll be a mechanism where people can go online, order their local newspaper or the national newspaper and have it delivered uh, have it be delivered by the, the post person. Oh, that's brilliant. That, that, that is uh, brilliant. Okay. And if somebody is in need of shopping, you you come back, what, to a local shop, is it? And we will, how we does will that work? Follow, um, all those kind of um, requests back through Alone. Yeah. Uh, Alone, who are kind of a, a national organisation who specialise in this area, and requests for, for, for shopping or for, for meds or for whatever's needed system, we will funnel back to a loan and we'll get it looked after then OK alright that's fantastic and the post offices uh, Angus you're operating as normal um, and, and I've been in some of the local post offices social distancing is, is certainly working Absolutely. well um, all post offices all mail facilities are up and running uh, social distancing or physical distancing is probably a more accurate description uh, being practised in all of those workplaces uh, to keep ourselves safe and to keep our customers safe um, and it's only common sense at this stage. Stay six metres apart, do your business, get back home, stay safe. 
Okay, a Killarney listener says, Hi Patricia, I'm post do a mighty job. I'm 67. I love to see my postman calling, even if it's delivering a bill. And the staff at my local post offices are great. Uh, but I didn't get the promised postcards and I haven't got my COVID-19 book yet. I'm wondering why. Well, they're on their way to you. Um, it's a big mailing to, to cover the entire nation with, uh, with two very, very important pieces of mail. So it's, it's on its way to you. Um, wait in your home it'll, we'll get to you OK because somebody else is saying do I have to sign up for this uh, service uh, and if I had a letter could I just leave it outside the door for the postman to pick it up Oh, it's people need to make contact with their local postman isn't it a lot, well, a lot of the post indeed, uh, indeed what would happen uh, largely is your postman if you are somebody who is, is isolating or um, cocooning postman will, will call to you or you can put we will, we will distribute a um, a little notice that you can put up in your window uh, to say if you've got mail to collect or whatever. So the postman will ring the doorbell and stand back and uh, we'll have a conversation with you. Uh, we'll cover all those points about uh, shopping, are you well? Um, have, has anybody called? Do you need anybody to call? All of that kind of thing. Um, and all that can be looked after in a simple conversation and we will funnel those demands back then through a loan and get them all sorted out. Right. Hi Patricia, I remember years ago our postman used to take letters from my mam and post them for her. Uh, he, he, In exchange, she would give him some brown bread and country eggs. They were good old days. I don't ever remember money changing hands, uh, says uh, a listener. And postmen, postmen and women have always played just such a huge, huge, huge uh, role. It, it really is fantastic. OK, long may it continue, uh, Angus, and uh, stay safe and, and congratulations to all all of your staff there, you really are doing fantastic uh, work and we'll talk again. Thank you, Patricia. Uh, mind yourself. Bye bye. That is Angus Lafferty with Unpost. He is a public uh, affairs manager. Keep a lookout for your postman, postwoman when they're calling and they will, if you need anything, they really are a great bunch. And Una says, Hi, Patricia, I'm a bit nervous of calling with a message to my elderly neighbour because of the social distancing in case she comes too close to me. Any advice? Um, well, if you're just calling to drop something off, drop it at the door, ring the doorbell, and then just move, you know, move well back from the door and explain to her don't come too close keeping the two mes- metres I'm dropping off the message to you some elderly people are going so far as they say ring the doorbell and they wait until the person is gone before they open the door but you're quite within you know with once you've got the distance to check in and say how are you doing because even Agnes, Angus was saying that with the post people calling they'll keep their distance they're still going to do the social distancing but you can still you can still keep in contact and make sure that a person if they're whatever they need, whatever their requirement is. You're listening to Cork Today on replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. I remember earlier Bernadette, one of our listeners, uh, emailed and she was wondering if I could email on to her a copy of a poem that I read out last week that she said was about kindness. Somebody, and I was saying, I, a lot of those poems came either by WhatsApp or they were text into me and that I didn't actually have a copy of it. And this was definitely a poem that I read last week, but I don't know if it's the one that Bernadette is talking about or not, because I'm sure I read this out the week before last. But thank you to somebody who sent it on again to me. And it's the poem about And People Stayed Home. And what I didn't realise, this listener has given me more details. It was Kathleen O'Mara wrote this poem and People Stayed Home. And wait for this. It was written in 1869 after the famine. I did not realise that and it's worth reading it again. And people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played and learned new ways of being and stopped and listened deeper. Someone meditated, someone prayed, 
Someone danced. Somebody met their shadow. And people began to think differently. And people healed. And in the absence of people who lived in ignorant ways, dangerous, meaningless and heartless, even the earth began to heal. And when the danger ended and people found each other, grieved for their dead people, and they made new choices and they dreamed of new visions and created new ways of life and healed the earth completely, just as they were healed themselves. Isn't that just it's such, such a gorgeous poem? I didn't realise that it was written with, in regard to the famine and it could be, it's so applicable for today. Absolutely. So thank you to somebody who sent that on to me. Don't think that's the one though that Bernadette was looking out uh, that I read out. Something to do with kindness. If anybody remembers that and can get me a copy of it, send it on to me, please, uh, so I can get it out to Bernadette. Hi, Patricia. Can you confirm if you need to fill out the COVID-19 form again after getting the first uh, payment? No. Once you filled it in once, then you're in, you're in this system. I think at the end of the 12 weeks, and hopefully people will be back to work after the 12 weeks, but I think at the end of the 12 weeks, if you're still out of work, I think you will then have to apply for job seekers benefit. And I think there will be more forms to be filled in then. But as of now, no, this payment is in place for 12 weeks. It was initially for six, but it's in, in place for 12 weeks now. Actually, somebody was on because the payments, we heard this on the news, the payments seem to be, a lot of the payments are out today. And someone has a query on it. Aoife uh, says, hi, Patricia, I've just received my COVID-19 payment. I finished work on the 14th of March and I sent the form away straight away. I have only just received one payment of €350 for this period. Just wondering if if anyone knows if this will be backdated as it'll be three weeks this week that I'm out of work. And I had assumed, because most of the money that comes from social welfare is backdated. I don't know if anybody can clarify that. Everybody else in the same boat, if you received your first payment, particularly for those that applied early, whose jobs wound up early, they Aoife's job finished on the 14th of March. If anybody has clarity on that, uh, please, um, can you get it in to us? Some of your WhatsApps in to us. Uh, This is a kind of a worrying one. Hi, I'm a full-time firefighter based in Limerick City. We have 70 full-time frontline firefighters in the station. We deal directly with the public in close proximity at all times. And as you know, um, working in close proximity, as you know, we have one box of face masks. There's possibly 35 masks between all of us, 70 workers. We're still travelling inside the vehicle four at a time and not a mask between us as the management won't issue us with one each. A national directive was issued where firefighters were told to wear face masks at all times when in engines. This has been ignored and we were told that this was just a recommendation and that it wasn't compulsory. This was decided by senior management that I feel are isolated in their offices from nine to five and not on the front line. We feel now we're like cannon fodder here. We haven't even been offered testing. We are high risk spreaders as we then when we finish our shift, we disperse into the community anything within a 30 mile radius. These clinks in the system are being ignored and it could cost the country a lot in the long run if it's not addressed immediately. I can't give you my name as I fear I will be victimised by management for highlighting this. Uh, thank you. And that is from a firefighter and actually listening in, it's in limit, listening to our own firefighters here when we were talking with uh, Tim Lucy about the gorse fires. We have some of our own firefighters who are out and have to self-isolate either because they've come in contact uh, with somebody. So that is a bit of a worry. But I suppose that's just highlighting the whole thing with the, the PPEs, the personal protective equipment that we just simply do not have enough. 
it's just it's shocking that we don't have enough and there are frontline fighters who we need and who need to be uh, protected keep safe guys and when I spoke of gorse fires somebody said you know you can make lovely healthy tea from gorse flowers I did not know that but uh, thank you for your text. Hi, this is from Eamon and Mary. Say, I got a lovely card in the post today, Patricia, from my two grandchildren, Jamie and Tyler from Knocknagree. It was a lovely surprise. And that's from Eamon and Mary. And actually, Elizabeth in Belgooli says, I received the on um, two of the unpost cards this morning from my grandchildren. It was lovely as they told me on the cards that they're missing me so much. So can you tell on post they really are working and those cards are much appreciated. Oh, that's just terrific. Please keep sending those cards out. They really are. They're a lovely, lovely idea and they're still delivering them if you haven't got them yet. And and, and I read actually over the weekend that I think they're, they're going to put an extra million into the system, I think, because they're working so well. So they are the, the post people are doing their best to get them out to every household. Hi Patricia thank you for uh, keeping us up to date with all the latest news. We're doing our best on the coronavirus. Just wondering if you know of anywhere we can get our dog's nails clipped in the Formoy General North Cork area during this corona lockdown. His nails have gone quite long. He's a Cavalier King Charles and he's kept indoors. Yeah, because see if he's out walking, that's the one advantage to dogs that walk a lot. Their nails, it shortens their nails. Okay, so let's put the shout out. Does anybody know where our listener can go to get a King Charles, Cavalier King Charles? Nails need to be clipped for more our surrounding areas, uh, please. Because I'm assuming you could travel outside the two kilometre zone for that. Because if, if it's to do with the care of animals, you certainly can. So dogs nails to be clipped in the Formoy area please can anybody help us with that one 1850 at 333103 if you can help us out uh, please Hi Patricia I'm just wondering will there be a continuation of the restrictions after the 19th of uh, April or could they could they impose even more said Stephen I don't know if they could impose any more I think the restrictions are quite strict the ones that are in place at the moment and if we all abide by them uh, I can't see them all being removed I think some of them will be removed and it will all depend. I mean, we're going to have to very closely monitor the numbers of positive cases and then the figure that I'm constantly watching, the numbers that are going into intensive care, the numbers that end up on ventilators because they're the ones that's going to flood the system and that surge that everyone's talking about that's expected to have happen between the 10th and the 14th of April. I think that's going to tell a lot. How big will that surge be? How many people are going to be in need of intensive care in the intensive care unit how many people are going to need to be on ventilators and only I think after that that will bring us up then to the following which will bring us to the 19th of April then I suppose uh, decisions will be made but can I see the restrictions being suspended completely? No hand on heart I can't would they be would they be even tighter? I can't see them being any tighter. I think they're quite tight at the moment, but I think we all just need to abide by the rules. That's where it's that's where all of us can save lives. The doctors and the nurses are saving the lives. We know that they're doing it on a daily basis, but we can save lives as well by staying at home and abiding by all of the rules. The ESB bills are out today, electricity bills are out today, so somebody and people out of jobs. Well those bills are going to be sent out as per normal, even though we have been told by all of the utility companies 
companies, nobody will have their electricity or their gas supply disconnected during this current crisis. We know that uh, for sure. And says Patricia, what a lot of older people are missing out is their game of bingo. It was their night out, says Anya, and all bingo has been suspended for the foreseeable uh, future. Louise says, Patricia, I'd like to bring to your attention the fact that AIB have taken their quarterly fee payment today. I'm a frontline healthcare worker looking after elderly people in their own homes. I mostly commute by walking or I do use public transport. My mother put a lodgement into my account yesterday. Over half of it went towards those fees. Oh my God. It's an absolute slap in the face to frontline healthcare workers and other essential workers. To the banks not remember, it was the Irish taxpayers who bailed them out. If I stand corrected, the Irish taxpayer still partly owns, yeah, a lot of the banks. Yeah, and again, banks will say they have to draw in their money and it's computer generated and the computer says it's time to take the fees out so the fees come out. But that is pretty galling if your mum put a lodgement into your account and you're expecting the money to be there and then suddenly you go and you discover half of it has gone in quarterly bank fees, which are a tough enough thing to pay at the best of times. So yeah, I can... I can sense your anger and just to let other people know if you bank with AIB I don't know the other banks when they're quarterly fees but we're we're at that stage of the year are we not as we're heading into the second quarter that if fees are taken out quarterly it is around this week that they are going to be uh, taken out. Uh, John in Blackpool says Hi Patricia a friend of mine is still looking after her granddaughter her granddaughter is just six uh, her son and his partner work I said to my friend that's not allowed my friend won't listen to me my friend is six 65, thanking you, says uh, John. Well, at 65, she is she is allowed. The restrictions, the more severe restrictions are for the over 70s. We've all been asked to try to keep away from grannies and granddads as much as we can. But if uh, a granny at 65 thinks she's well and healthy and wants to look after her grandchild, then, yeah, there's no rule there to say that she can't do that. The more stricter rules of the cocooning has come in for the over 70s. Uh, Jay says when COVID-19 is gone it'll be interesting to see will more people return to the church, will more people return to uh, prayer. Actually I was disappointed I was out for a walk the other day in my local church I said I'd pop in and light a candle when I was there and it was it must have been it was at the weekend because I was just after thinking of remember Saint Corona who we discovered last week and we didn't even know this this saint this it seems there seems to be a big adoration for her in Germany and she's the saint of pandemics and I was thinking so I'll go in and light a candle to Saint Corona sure can't help to discover the church was locked and it's the first time I think I've ever tried to to go to a church to light a candle to discover that the door was locked it felt a bit weird I have to say a bit unsettling Hi uh, Patricia Uh, in my local town everyone has a screen to protect their staff but I went into a petrol station and there was no screen or any protection in place and when I was waiting the man before me coughed right into a woman's face no measures were taken there was no social distancing being used no screen protection on the counter to protect the staff and the customers I felt it was a total disgrace there was also no hand sanitizer or paper towels to be seen if everyone did their bit it would help I felt this place was a disgrace because the staff also have also have families and there was no protection in place for them the owner of this particular petrol station is an elderly man and he was out and about around the filling station. Well, maybe he lives there. I wonder, does he live 
the other way sometimes there's accommodation close by I don't know anyway this person I uh, don't f- felt it was fair on anyone again I would say because business is tough enough at the moment did you raise your concerns I mean if you if you saw the owner did you speak to the owner did you ask him is he aware of cocooning did you ask how he's getting on with cocooning and if he is cocooning why is he out in the shop in the filling station and also ask him has he any plans to put up plastic shields okay a lot of businesses have, have put up plastic shields not all businesses have again that's an individual choice for both the and a lot of the businesses are doing it to protect their staff because they need to keep their staffs working having hand sanitizers again it's an individual choice I've been in some businesses that have them not all businesses have them I have a tendency what I'm doing lately not that I'm out shopping much now but I have some hand sanitizer in the car so when I come back into the car if, I, if, I, if I've been shopping somewhere and there isn't hand sanitizer, you know we can look after ourselves as well I just feel the businesses rather than knocking a local businesses businesses are finding it the ones that are open uh, are finding it tough enough so just you know Give them a bit of slack. But if you are, if you do have concerns, you have choices. A, it's a petrol station. There will be another there. And, and the you've given me the town that you're living. There are more than one, there's more than one petrol station there. So you can move your business uh, somewhere else if you're feeling that uncomfortable. But speak to the owner. Speak to the people in the store. It was like at the start of all of this COVID-19, somebody was having a pop-off. It was funny enough, another petrol station that they went into the toilet and the, the, there was no soap soap had run out and I made the point well did you point instead of you know, contacting us and did you make did you say it to somebody did you say it to somebody in, in the petrol station if the owner was around did you say it to one of the workers and actually when I mentioned it when I said that the amount of people that contacted me the working businesses that said I was right that they they are relying because they're so busy at the moment that they're relying on people to point out if they do have toilets if the toilet is messy or if there's no towel available or they've run out of paper towels or they've run out of soap to let people know. It's the same with a lot of businesses that hand sanitizers at the front door. If the hand sanitizer runs low, say it to somebody because they don't always have the staff to, that can be checking as often as they would have when times are quieter. So just give businesses, you know, businesses, it's tough enough at the moment. So give them, give them a little bit of flack, please. 1850 John Paul and Sadie taking your calls. And thank you to somebody who says you can get your dog nails cut at Hair of the Dog. It's in Kilworth. OK, so that's for the listener in Fomoy. Kilworth will be close enough to you. It's a place called Hair of the Dog. I don't have a telephone number. Do a quick Google search and you'll find it. Ring them in advance, obviously, because I'm assuming that they, you will have to make an appointment. But Hair of the Dog in Kilworth, they'll cut that dog's nails in Fomoy. Text, thank you for that text to 0862-103-103. The C103 Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses, supporting communities, serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. Dunmanway Meals on Wheels. They're continuing to deliver meals to the older members of the community. They're also delivering in the Ballinine, Enniskeen and Drina and Drimmer League areas. If anybody wants to avail of Meals on Wheels, or if you need to have your shopping done or delivered, you can contact them at 023 8868 123 8868 And Synergy Credit Union in Fomoy, they will close at 1.30pm Monday to Friday until further notice. And they're closed all day Saturday. For queries, they do have a free phone number, one 800 272 Nine two seven. That's one eight hundred 
0818-272-927. But the important is their opening hours have changed. They close. In closing now, they're only opening mornings. They close at 1.30 Monday to Friday. All events for Parkinson Awareness Week have been cancelled. Instead, you're asked to support them by taking part in a virtual coffee morning. It's on Monday, the 11th of April. That's Easter Monday at 11am. Raise your cup of coffee or tea to show your thinking of the Parkinson's community. Upload your photo to social media and donations can be made at www.parkinsons.ie forward slash donate. Now, over the last few weeks, we've seen acts of kindness and human spirit that really show what Cork people are all about. We picked up on this story from Cork Bio, and it's to do with Kevin Ruby, a postman in Mallow, who is trying to put a smile on people's faces at what is a rather difficult time. Good afternoon to you, Kevin. Hi, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well. Are you finished for today or is your round done? Yeah, just about done now. Is it? Now, describe what you wore to work the other day. Uh, basically, it was just uh, a costume that uh, to be a, a teddy bear. It kind of gives you a piggyback more than anything. So you kind of just stand into his legs and basically pull up, pull it up around you. And it gives the impression that that he's carrying around the place. Basically. Yeah, because the le- there's there's a spare false pair of legs hanging over the teddy bear's neck around your waist, so it looks like you're getting a piggyback. Where did you get the costume? Uh, the costume shop. That I eat is an oh. online company down there. still delivering at the moment. So, then. And did you buy it specifically to wear it to work? Yeah. <laughs> what reaction have you been getting? Uh, brilliant. Uh, young and old. And uh, they're the old people. Most of them are getting the kick off it, really. They, they kind of do a double take and they see you coming, you know. Have you named your teddy bear? Uh, Tedine. And is Tedine making an appearance every day or was it a one off? Uh, it started as last Friday and um, I, didn't, I didn't bother with it yesterday, but it kind of took off again yesterday, so I said it where today. So the plan going forward is probably maybe about every second day, depending where I am, basically. Like. Is it comfortable? Yeah, you, is it? You wouldn't really know you're wearing it. Okay. <laughs> and are you in and out of a van or are you on foot or are you on bike? Uh, in out of the van and, 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 and foot as well, depending where I, where I feel it. And you you get different routes, do you, every week, every couple of days, or how does it work? Yeah, I, I do a lot of cover work. Fellas be on holidays now, to be fellas out sick. You could find me anywhere, really. So Tedine could make an appearance anywhere across North Cork? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep a lookout, believe me, I've seen the picture. It made me smile when I saw it. I don't know if we've got it up on our Facebook page or whether John Paul is going to share it on our Facebook page. We are, yeah, because it's 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 well worth it. It's it really is terrific. Um Kevin, actually we were talking with um, Angus Lafferty from on, on Post in the last hour. Are you checking in on, on vulnerable people or are, are you involved with that? Yeah, going forward we will be, yeah. It's, um, it's a great initiative really. Yeah. Um it was big more or less collecting data now just to see what people are in need you know Yeah and, there, and I know we've there is a concern with the postman knocking on somebody's door door some elderly people are afraid to open the door is that, that's going to be an issue for you isn't it? Yeah well no some of them will come to the window but yeah. as soon as we knock on the door we're, we're sending back two metres anyway 
waiting for an answer, you know, so... But coming to the window is fine. You can have a chat out the window and let people know it's only the postman. You're OK? Oh, yeah, yeah. And if it's Kevin Ruby, he's got Tedine with him just to warn you <laughs> warn you in advance. It's terrific. Listen, now may you continue with uh, you and Tedine. And thank you for brightening up so many people's days because that's what it's... It's a gloomy time and we need, we need a little bit of... Um, lightness and we need to be cheered up so well done listen Kevin thank you for that well, can, I, can I just say um, I give credit to my colleagues at work as well they're doing, they're doing great work at the moment coming in everyone's worried you know so yeah it's, it's tough. tough every morning come in and uh, Kiva my daughter she's nine tomorrow so I just Wish her a happy birthday as well if you don't mind and she can't have the birthday party she can't have the friends round it's no that's yeah, it's tough on kids. It is. Tough, it's yeah. tough on kids. Okay, yeah, listen. Tough on us, tough on the old people as well. So they're, they're locked up as well. So. They are indeed. Listen, stay safe, Kevin. No bother. Thank Thanks you. a million. Bye bye. Uh, Kevin Ruby there, along with uh, his Teddy, Teddine. Keep a lookout for him in the Mallow surrounding areas. Uh, he certainly is a postman who will make you smile. Hi, Patricia. Some of your texts. Thank you for your inf- all the uh, your informative information. Thank you. Uh, I have a query. There is roughly two hundred eighty-eight thousand applications for the COVID nineteen pandemic unemployment payment. It is for three hundred and fifty euro, and we're told it'll be paid for twelve weeks. I am thinking about part-time workers and students. Are they getting the full three hundred and fifty euro per week for the twelve weeks? Weeks, or is he? Each individual different. Could you get clarity on that? Um, thanking you. I know the clarity. We I know we got clarity in that students were allowed to apply for it and part time workers. I would have assumed it's pro rata. You know, if you only if you work part time, you say you only work twenty hours or nineteen hours, that you would get half the payment. But maybe I'm I'm wrong. Um, any student out there that has applied because the payments were be made today, I would take it that the normal rules. And I know the normal rules and regulations are slightly different for this COVID-19 payment for very obvious reasons. But I'm assuming the other the other rules that are there when you're applying to social welfare would remain in place. But if anybody wants to clarify that, our students and part-time workers, are they getting the same amount of €350 Euro per a week? And we are trying to get clarity on the payment that has been received today. Because somebody else says, Patricia, I closed my pub on Sunday the 15th of March applied for my COVID-19 payment. Only today I've received my first payment of €350 and it it wasn't backdated. And we have other people saying the same thing. I mean, there was one listener is coming up to three weeks being out of work, was wondering was it going to be backdated. I know John Paul is getting on to the Social Welfare Department just to see if we can get clarity. Now, I don't know if we'll get clarity back by today because obviously they are extremely busy as well, but we are, we're reaching out to them to try to see can we get clarity on it. Hi, Patricia. What a nice thing on post is doing in helping people in so many ways. It's nice for people who can't or don't want to go out. Um, I'm, I'm assuming now that the government might be very thankful that they didn't close so many of those post offices, particularly the ones in rural areas. Yeah, that we all fought so hard uh, to keep keep going that is uh, for sure um, da, 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 da. um just let me check on this one john says i uh, hi patricia i want to praise members of Angard the Corner who are doing a great job in these very challenging times i feel they should be appreciated the same as the fantastic healthcare workers who are also doing a tremendous job in what are very difficult and very challenging times both sectors should be giving given every piece of equipment 
they need especially the crucial PPE equipment yeah, and that's why it was so good to see those flights coming in from China and the equipment on board those flights and they are packed absolutely packed actually just on the equipment coming in from China because I know this came in earlier um I think it was a WhatsApp. Somebody was making the point that the Chinese really good the way they're donating all of this equipment. They're not donating the equipment. The Irish government is paying for the equipment. It's just China happens to be the country that makes most of the PPE equipment for the rest of the world. Simon Harris was saying it's normally 15 million a year that we pay for on PPE personal personal protective equipment, the masks, the gowns, the visors, the gloves. We normally, the HSE, annually would pay 15 million and we have just put in an order now for 124 million euro worth. That's how much we expect it to go through in the next number of weeks. So we're paying those Chinese companies. We're not getting it uh, for free. And it was also good to see some companies in this country have changed. I know O'Neill's who make all the GAA jerseys and all the sports jerseys did you see them on the news they're making scrubs and they're making the masks it's fantastic to see that happening as well someone wants to know does anybody know where in Mallow is hand sanitizer available keep up the good work if anybody has been out shopping today don't tell me of a store that had it last week because as soon as hand sanitizers come in they are so sold out really quickly I'm wondering some of the chemists are any of the chemists making their own because I know that became some chemists were making up their own hand sanitizers and selling it so if anybody was shopping was out today I would say today in Mallow Town did you manage to buy hand sanitizers? if so where did you buy it? 1850-333-103. John Paul and Sadie taking your calls. Text to WhatsApp 0862 <laughs> Lemonier er hef of oil, Agasanarica erundavele. Brish is quick vile er honor enakin the file eta egest. Le rarkana untoha is to dull heart troig valetrasna. Shuloid na file and malechotin. Shli untoch, hundeskiligan, a gurkig hair. Nukta, quid denaniha is fari gurkig, C103. This is the Court Today replay on C103. Check out our website today at c103.ie. It's got everything you need to know with show info and all the latest from across Cork. Go online now and click c103.ie. Cork today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086-2103-103. And Joe Heffernan uh, joins us. Good afternoon to you, Joe. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you managing with the self-isolation and all of that? Are you kind keeping, of okay, keeping you know. busy? I, I suppose, like, um, here it is, that whole bit of anxiety and there's the bit of tension and, and all of that, you know. But um, keeping busy and keeping a routine? Well, uh, <laughs> okay, fairly good. Okay. And and I'm doing quite a bit of work. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I the majority of uh, people I was working with, we're now doing our work by phone. Okay. Yeah. And is that working out? It's working out very yeah. well between phone and email. And like that's after a after a session, um, an appointment, whatever the word is, on the on the phone, 
um, uh, topics that have been touched on or um, uh, came up uh, uh, on on the in the session. Uh, I then email quite a bit of relevant material well, to do well. with that. So, it, and that's important for for people who need to access counselling. Yeah, that it is available over the phone and I'm assuming some maybe do Skyping some maybe do FaceTiming is that possible for some? Absolutely yeah, and okay. the word I'm hearing quite a bit about recently now um, I, I'm, I'm not accessing it because uh, I'm the way thing as they say if it works don't fix it but I'm hearing an awful lot about Zoom Yeah yeah no yeah. It's, it's not on no, my, the, my radar either Do you remember the page we did about um, uh, COVID stress? Yeah well, that page is now up on the IACP website. Brilliant. So Brilliant. anybody that wants to access it, um, do so. they've only to go into the IACP website and they can download it or whatever. Brilliant. OK, today we want to look at relationships. Yeah. Uh, because it can. there's a lot of people at home all day who are normally never at home all day. Yeah. And it can be quite challenging for, I mean, I've heard, you know, of families where both mum and dad are working from home and the children are home from school and it's, it can be quite tense at times. Absolutely, without question or doubt. It's a time that the word boundaries, <coughs> excuse me, is very important. Um, you know, there's, I, I'll, I'll put it in this kind of language. There's your space, there's my space, and that and board spaces have to be um, respected. Now, if there's too much uh, enmeshment or too much kind of, um, uh, as it were, invading the other person's space, well, then that can lead to tension and it can lead to rows. And I suppose none of us at the moment is at our best. There's mm-hmm. no question about that. Um, because we all have this underlying worry it, and it's it's there constantly isn't it it's just no matter what you're doing there's this sort of like underlying concern there is now we were ve- we're very lucky in the sense that our our, our, our local um, post lady um, Nora Breen um, is brilliant and um, has told us like that she'll drop off anything that we might need and Things like that now are vital. Great. Um, you know, that at least you have the reassurance um, that uh, that if you need something, it's available. And also, we keep saying to well, people... Well, the local super value as well ha- now have um, a, a, a delivery service um, line that uh, if you ring before noon, it'll be delivered that day. You're very lucky because we had calls in last week of people trying to get their local stores to deliver and they were told mid-April was the next available time slot. So people, that's what we're saying. I know we're hoping to get somebody on from the supermarkets this week. We're saying to people, leave those time slots for people that can't get out. And if you're able-bodied and able and under 70, go to the supermarkets yourself. Just leave the deliveries for those that need it. And don't forget the community support that we spoke about today that only officially launched yesterday from Cork County Council, 1-800-929-003. That's an important number. And they, if anyone is needs any kind of help they're there to help you no matter where you are across the county but it's but the point I was I keep trying and I'm banging on about it ad nauseum for people to reach out Joe some people find it hard to say I need help 
Yeah, and like, it's the simplest There's nothing wrong with at this. the moment. We all need help. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, as I said a while ago now, that, that, um, that, uh, offer of um, anything you want. I mean, I, uh, it was brilliant and it relieves a lot of stress because you know at the other end of a phone there's somebody that if you badly, badly need a litre of milk it'll be got. Yeah. Now, I'd hate to be waiting for the litre of milk until mid-April. <laughs> yeah, that's why, you know, go, go out yourself but, but there's help there and, you know, Reach out, reach yeah. out. People are yeah. there to help. We want. We'll all get through this together. But it's everybody pulling together. And it's everybody helping each other. Yeah, you know? and and definitely at the moment, the the person that we most need to be pulling together with is well, I suppose, ourselves, and then um, our our, uh, our partner um, that we are living with twenty four seven, and you know we need to understand that if they're not on top of their farm, that they're under stress as well. Mm. And uh, and I suppose um, at some level, um, you know, like in a, a grieving situation, we're all a bit angry that our lives have been, as it were, turned upside down. So none of us is in the best of farm, to put it that way. But we need to have kindness and affection and we need to talk to each other. I think that's the big thing, Um, you know, to express how we feel, uh, to help out with domestic tasks, for example, but to be specific. Um, I often say when we talk about couples that, you know, these kind of vague things of like you you never help with the housework, uh, that it would be much better to say, um, would you vacuum the sitting room or would you take out that bin um, today Um, if it's specific it usually just gets done but the other way the kind of vague general statement um, the other person really doesn't know quite what it is that the other person wants done so and of course there are financial constraints at the moment. People um, are wor- and people, are, and people um, are worried. And that, that's a worry too. Of yeah. course, it's a worry. So that, like, um, we're usually saying on the program when we talk about couples to spend more time together. At the moment, we're kind of saying try to spend more time apart. Um, for example, though, um, we we've kind of made a decision. We didn't have a big talk about it. It kind of just happened. Um, uh, I go for my walk. Um, we're lucky in the sense that there's a long driveway and um, we're not breaking any rules by right. going for our uh, walk because um, the nearest person to us at that point in time would be approximately half a mile away. Right. So, you know. Um, uh, so but, but, get, but get the exercise is, is, is important. And actually, is. Um, well, and we'll we had, go separately. We had a, a lady contacted us, her mother, who's 89 and self-isolating. Uh, yeah. Somebody bought her, you know, one of the, the step counters to put on her wrist. You know, they're like a watch. And um, the, the this 89-year-old woman is walking around the house doing her steps. And then she checks in every night with the family to see how many steps she's done. And she's trying to beat yesterday's record. And, you know, yeah. there are... But, but keeping exercise uh, is is important and it relieves tension as well doesn't it if you think you're at boiling point with the other half yeah yeah and uh, let, let me just say too because um, I f- I'd feel very guilty if I didn't that um, 
uh, two of our very close neighbours also um, contacted us and said anything we need, um, no problem. Yeah. Um, and also the local GAA have a big list of people who will help if they and they gave their um, mobile numbers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so just it, understanding each other's boundaries at this time, and yeah. I think you know when you were saying you know about affection and being kind to each other, and understanding that you know people might be more snappier than they normally precisely. are. Precisely, precisely. And do you remember? And I'd say you remember well that when when we talked about couples before, I I used to talk about these. I, I often say it's unfortunately named, but it's fair fight guidelines. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, to pick your time, um, if you're going to have a bit of a discussion about things, well, if someone is um, uh, in the middle of uh, making a cup of tea or something like that, um, that's not the time to kind of start talking from the other side of the room. That it should be, you know, um, look, um, we'll have a chat. Um, uh, Sure, maybe around three this afternoon, um, there won't be anything happening and um, we'll sit down and we'll have a chat about how, how you're feeling, how I'm feeling and um, uh, and and that uh, and the other person, of course, would like, listen. I, I remember telling you a little story before about a child um, talking to her mam in the kitchen and the child said to her, um, mam, you're not listening. And the mother said, yes, I am. And then the child said, ah, yes, but you're not listening with your eyes. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and how true it is. Yeah, that we really would pay attention to what the other person is saying. Um, and, um, and to understand that, um, just like you said there, we're all a little bit tetchy. Um, yeah. You know, there's no one jumping up and down. And we um, don't, we don't mean, we don't mean it. No. Yeah. No. We just, no. We just be, be By careful. the way, um, I, I meant to say it to you too. Um, our, our, our lovely song that Mara McAuliffe and myself made, um, many years ago. It's up on YouTube. If somebody, it'll cheer up somebody's day. Yeah. If you go into Mara McAuliffe, Joe Heffernan, the Swallow. There's a bit of music there. You'll either, you'll either get more depressed <laughs> or it might help. <laughs> It'll cheer people up. Listen, we'll talk to you again next week. Mind yourself, stay safe and don't, and don't be rowing with your good wife, Mary. No, okay. and, and remember the most permanent relationship that you'll ever have is the relationship with yourself okay. and that that's the only person you can change. That's a good piece of advice. Listen, mind yourself, Joe, pleasure as always. Thank you for that. Uh, it's uh, Joe Heflin, he runs a counselling practice in Bohibwe. His number is 029 Just a couple of comments to wrap up on. I've been asked special thanks to Tim O'Sullivan and Albert O'Donoghue. They're very special postmen. It's good to see that the postmen and women are getting recognised. William wants to say thank you to Mallow Gardy, who are dropping clean clothes to his brother. His brother's in hospital at the moment and William wasn't able to get up with the clean clothes. Contacted the Garda station. We were told to do that as well, actually, all of the Garda stations. Incredible what the service that they are operating and what they're offering people is unreal. And when somebody was on about the electricity bills are out today and what people 
out of work. Electric Ireland have been on, they have 1.1 million homes and businesses and obviously their bills are out today. Now they're trying to operate and preserve businesses normal as much as they can but they're very aware that customers are experiencing financial difficulties and uncertainties in the coming weeks. They've put a number of initiatives in place to help customers and they're providing as much care and understanding as they can and will do in the coming weeks and months. They're asking customers who are less affected though and who can pay uh, to please do so. That will allow flexibility with as many of the other customers. So please, if you if your bill is in, pay it if you can pay it. And if you're having problems, then please get on to your uh, provider. And thank you to somebody who said students. My son is a student. He got the €350 Euro this morning. Uh, just to let people know, because somebody wants to know, are students paid the same rate? It looks like they uh, are. Uh, my husband bought a monthly rail ticket for the train to Cork for work. His work is gone. Can he use the train ticket again? We're going to get on to Irish Rail, Mary in Mallow, and find out about that for you, because I simply don't don't know the answer so we'll hopefully get an answer back on that tomorrow that's where I leave you for today thanks to John Paul and uh, Sadie for answering the phones talk to you tomorrow at 10 to the 9 Patricia Messenger keep safe Make C103 part of your drive home with up-to-date traffic information and local news your input in selecting our feel-good song of the day plus our feel-good story and as many of Cork's greatest hits that we can fit into three hours join me Martina O'Donoghue every weekday from 4 to 7 on C103